really love. <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Morning, fuckers. Today we're not letting irrelevant little cunts ruin our day. We can do that shit ourselves. Have a great day. Hey, you too. That's true. We can ruin our own days, our own selves. Good morning, ass family. And welcome to another fun-filled edition of That's Right, You Guessed It, The Arnie State Show. If you were to go and check your little Facebook page right now, you would see that we're live. That means you can watch me as I talk to you. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic day today. We got Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy today. How does it get any better than that? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know, but hey, we will figure out a way to do it. Uh, before we do anything, before anything happens today, we have to. It's t-shirt time? Oh, yeah. What kind of t-shirt time? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's T-shirt time. Yeah. Oh boy, it's t-shirt a big one. Biggin. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So annoying. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh my God! Shut up now. You shut up. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put, put on their t-shirts. fucking T-shirts. Come on. Now today's shirt was a gift uh, sent from Mary. Uh, she, I, I was talking about Roy Kent last week, the uh, character on the TV show Ted Lasso. If you've ever watched Ted Lasso, yeah, if you know me, you know I love Ted Lasso. And Roy Kent is one of the greatest TV characters of all time. So she sent me a shirt. I have never seen this shirt before. It's the Roy Kent like shirt with a big-ass head on it, and it says... Roy, he's there. He's every fucking where, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's there. He's there. He's every fucking where. So, Mary, thank you so very, very much for the Roy Kent T-shirt. I love it. Now, Chaz Man, I don't know. Is Chaz Man here yet? Hold on. Let's see. Uh, I, I, I don't see him here yet. Well, we'll, we'll wait to that. We got to say some good mornings here. We got to do all of our good mornings. First one here today. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the, the only bratty kid is in the house. Tuck the butcher knife and put it up to her neck. I said, if you want to live to see tomorrow, you better start frying them eggs a little bit better than what you're frying. I'm tired of eating sloppy, slimy eggs. You you don't even eat eggs. I I don't know why you're coming after me with a knife, but uh, good morning to you. I hope that you have a great day today. Oh, man. Good Lord. She doesn't even like eggs. I don't understand that. Hey! Hey! What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato! Round here? We speak American, okay, but uh, Mage says, good morning, ass Naig. Japanese word of the day is Ame. Translation, rain. Oh, my God, it won't fucking stop raining. Please make it stop. I wish I could. Dude, it's been raining here. We get hail. We get hail the size of Volkswagens dropping down. Like, they, they, they had a guy on the news the other day, and he was holding this piece of hail, and it goes, this is as big as a Volkswagen. Sorry, I'm picking my nose on camera right now. Uh, once again, live on Facebook. Please go check it out. Um, yeah, so we're getting it too, Mage. I, I hear you. I, I'm done with it as well. Uh-oh, looky there. Looky there. Look who we got in the house today. Stink Fist in the house. Says, God damn it, I wanted to be first. Good morning, ass. Well, good morning to you, my friend. 
Um, we got to let this play out just a little bit more. And there you go. All righty. Fantastic. Uh, let's see, next one. Oh, I love trash. I got to turn that one down a little bit. Uh, trash Panda says, morning, family. Let's go and get this week over. Now, Stinkfist says the A's took two out of three from the Rays. The Rangers lost two out of three to the Rays, which means the A's are better than the Rangers. Don't be mad, Arnie. It's science. Now, Stinkfist, I love sports science. Sports science is my absolute favorite. Uh, like, 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 I can claim that the Dallas Stars are the Stanley Cup winners because, you see, they got beat by Las Vegas. But they didn't get beat near as bad by Las Vegas as Florida team did. The Florida, or are they the Panthers or the, I don't even know what they, I don't even care. Florida shouldn't have a fucking hockey team, for Christ's sake. Uh, but but the Stars should be Stanley Cup champions. So I, I love sports science. But I got to say, um, we still did sweep the A's. Just I, I just want to put that out there. We did sweep the A's. I think twice, or, or we've taken like six out of seven from them so far this year. I'm, j- I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's science. Please. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. I should be fine if I don't push too hard. Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Happy Joe Murphy Day. Almost the best day of the week. Before anybody says how much they hate you too, Arnie, I like when you play it. I I haven't played you too. I, I, I haven't played him yet. That was the cult. That was She Sells Sanctuary by the cult. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Swoosh in the house says, good morning, ass family, on Friday Eve. Gold says, morning, assholes. Triple T is in the house. Holy cow, Triple T's in the house? Triple T. Triple T. Triple T. He says, good morning, family of ass. Been too busy to listen, so today I'm forcing myself to get some ass. Well, good, Triple T. Sorry we beat you last night, but I'm not talking shit. Rangers actually won a game last night, thank God. I only watched one match on wrestling. I watched it later after I recorded. I went to bed early. Uh, MJ, I'll get to it. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just get through the good morning, shall we? Uh, Joe and the HP. And the whole uh, Sanchez family, good morning to you. Swoosh says, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, the man who will say anything at any time. What's that T-shirt time clip from? I feel I know it. Oh, it, it, it's Jersey Shore. That's where I got that from. The, the, this one right here, the... the it's T-shirt time? Yeah, oh yeah, that's from Jersey Shore. Uh, straight Fire is all up in the house. Well, I he says, good morning, Joe, Arnie, and all you asses. Happy Thursday. Notorious Rev says, good morning, ass family, especially Arnie and Mrs. Arnie, or bratty kid. Derek in the house. Becca, Becca. Says, good morning, ass family, on this Friday Eve, indeed. Ogre. Woo. Buenos dias, amigo. All right, thank you. I hope that you're doing well. Stinkfist says, shit, I didn't factor in the Rangers sweeping the A's. Now I have to go back and rework my calculations. That's why I love sports science so much is because it's crazy. Now, uh, oh, wow, look at you there. Good morning, too. Gee, 
We've got Monica, Nicole, John, Rhonda, all watching on Facebook Live. I'm live on Facebook right now. Timmy, Nicole, good morning to you. Notorious says, I miss Tommy. When's he going to be able to join us again? Hopefully soon. I talked to him recently, and uh, hold on, i got to take that dip out. Sorry about that, all you Facebook Live people. As soon as Tommy can and get, get, get a moment free, he's got a lot going on, we'll get him on the show. Um, today's show is going to start off a little different. Now, I have all the, I don't know about y'all, but I'm growing kind of tired of the news of the day. Is he back from being Tommy Bahama? I think so, yes. Um, the news of the day is so fucking bleak. It's so depressing. All the Joe Biden stuff, all the transgender stuff. I, Terry's watching. Good morning. David's watching. There we go. We're getting those numbers up. I like to see that. Tell your friends I'm on. By the way, wearing a Roy Kent shirt. And uh, for all my deaf listeners, that's the letter A on my hat. I'm just showing it right now. Um, let's talk, what do y'all want to talk about? I always come in every single day with, with topic after topic after topic, and you guys feed on that, and I love it. What do y'all want to talk about today? Is there anything that you want to, I mean, I mean, I, I, I do have a, a, a fun story, not, not really fun story, but something we can talk about that we can get started with here. Um, I can't let, I, 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 I wish I could let you join on the video, but I don't know how to do that. So hold on a second. Let me look into this. Uh, where? Oh, there's the story right here. Uh, deaf listeners, LOL. Good. I'm glad you got that. That's one of my favorite lines to use. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe and I have got all kinds of sports to talk about. We got. I got other celebrity stuff at the last part of the show. I just want to start off with something. <sighs> oh, let's talk about abortion. <laughs> Thank you, Ogre. This is why I love you. Uh, Sanchez family says, Dave Coe Ratburger. Don't know what happened to him. Wish him well. Wish him nothing but the best, but I, they're gone. I miss him. Oh, I, I miss him a lot, but they ain't here. So uh, I, I don't like losing people. It sucks. I don't know if I did something. I like to think that I didn't do anything, because why would I do anything? I don't want to lose you. But... um. <laughs> Jenna, hello. How are you? Um, this story is, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I saw a clip the other day online of a couple people talking about this, and I want it. Talk about what that sack morning show uh, crashing hard. Oh, I could do that for hours, but you got to pay for that. Uh, for hacking, maybe, and Dave Coe is the one who gave up his bunker. Careful, Arnie. The women will talk about uh, that time of the month. LOL. <laughs> Now, what are women? I mean, no, we're not going to go into that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go. We can define what a woman is on this show. I am not anti-woman. I'm not one of these people like John Hopkins University who says, who says a woman is non-male. How about abortion rights for trans women? You know, science. <laughs> Bill Cosby, Frozzle Dizzle, a poopa papa, a stinker doo doo, a little 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 you. That's right. The cause is back in the news and it's not good. Uh, can you say how you and Braddy Kid met and got married? <laughs> 
sure, I can talk about that. We'll we'll put that on hold. Um, met her uh, through this show. She was she's been a listener forever. Uh, we met a hard time in her life, and uh, we hit it off, and we've been inseparable since. I mean, honestly, that's the true story. Got married here in Rockwall, and we moved after we left California. So there you go. That's it. She's an awesome person. Uh, if you get an abortion, are you still a birthing person? Yes, I believe so, V. Coop. Oh, wow, V. Coop snuck in. Hold on. See, V. Coop does this. He sneaks in. He doesn't say good morning, which is fine, but he just sneaks in. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Yeah. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. 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 V. Coop, hope you're doing good today. By the way, uh, today's joke of the day on uh, the TikTok, if you haven't seen it, is uh, what comes in quartz? Elephants. <laughs> so, uh, oh, back to the cause. Okay, hold on a second. We, we got to get the right music here once again. The, uh, the flowers of Dazzle. What did you use to drug bratty kids? <laughs> I'm never going to tell. That's the secret potion right there. Fred, good morning to you, my friend. We are live on Facebook as well. Bill Cosby is being sued by nine more women, accusing him of sexual assault and rape under a new Nevada law, lifting the state of limitations. Now, Rudy, uh, you gonna touch my pee-pee down there, the flavor dizzle. Comes in elephants, Nigerians. Oh, so this made me think, you know, I got to tell you, I got I got to tell you, I think that I could resurrect Bill Cosby's career. Totally. I, I and I would be, I would gladly be his opener and I, I, I would bring him on stage and, and, and Bill Cosby being blue. No, no, not like a Smurf. I mean, dirty Bill Cosby. You want uh, you want it? Yeah, look, look, Bill, you're going to have to pay. You want your legacy. I want you coming out there and I want you throwing every F bomb you can. I want you to use the hard R ending when you're talking. People will pay out the ass to see Bill Cosby be dirty. Can you imagine Bill Cosby walking out to the stage like the Dice Man used to? Coming out in a leather coat. Flazzle dazzle, the hickory, the dickory, the dot. <laughs> this chick was sucking my cock unconsciously. Flazzle dizzle. The clock struck two, I dropped my goo. I kicked the bitch out of the hotel room. Wait a second, that didn't rhyme. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, look, White Panda Bill Cosby is a terrible, terrible person, but this is the way that people would go, well, okay, well, we can see this. <laughs> Plazzle, dazzle, little boy blue, plazzle. Mainly because I had him drugged and he needed the money, Flizzy Doppy. <laughs> I can go through all the old Dice Man nursery rhymes as Bill Cosby. <laughs> now that right there would be fucking amazing. Hold on a second here. Let, let's see if we can find these. Let's do this. Uh, Andrew. Nursery. Let's see if we can do those. Let's see if they're written out. If they're written out. I, I only remember a few of them. I mean, he had so many. 
Well, this website sucked. Uh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Flazzle Dizzle. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her flazzle curds and whey flizzle. Along came a spider and sat down beside her and said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Flizzle Dazzle. Flizzle Dazzle was an old lady who lived in a shoe. Flizzle Dazzle, she had so many kids, thanks to me drugging her, her uterus fell out. Flippy doppy. <laughs> Flizzle Dazzle. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, jump. Jack jumped over a candlestick and blew his dick off. Flizzle Papa. <laughs> Last one. Flazzle, old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get her old dog a bone. When she bent over, the cars took over, and she got a bone of her own. Flazzle, Dizzle, Denise, get out of there. Okay, enough. <laughs> enough of that. He comes dressed out in a tracksuit and a kangle and gold chains and starts with jokes about drugging hoes. It's called my autobiography. That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. Oh, so there you go. I, look, look, like I said, I, I, I'm, in, I, I'm in a funny mood today, and I don't really want to do all the fucking harsh shit. <laughs> Only ass will give you Andrew Dice Cosby. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you guys want to talk about all the bad stuff, we can. I don't. I, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I've got it. I have it prepped. I have it ready to go. I just have to put it in the right order. But I thought not today. Not today. You know what? Uh, actually, I do have. It. Here you go. Here's a topic that we can talk about because it's getting to be that time of year. And I think that that through my years of wasting as much money as I possibly could have, I can help people not waste as much money as you possibly can. Uh, a new study has come out. Uh, this group is called The Knot, K-N-O-T, because they're talking about weddings. The Knot Worldwide 2023 Global Wedding Report says that people are spending almost $30,000 on a wedding. What is wrong with you people? No, I'm not against weddings. I'm not. I I, I think weddings are great. I, I think... Marriages is awesome. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah, just a great guy. And yep. Curtis, really, hey, what's uh, up? Very, very knowledgeable. He has a tremendous memory. Mm -hmm. And really enjoyed being with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just talk about good stuff. Airplane clips, sex, and fun stuff. I'm down for that. See? I, I knew somebody would be. Uh, Fred says on Facebook, uh, that hat collection is mint. Yeah, it is pretty good. I mean, I'll, I'll get out of the way. That right there is a brand new one. This one right here is a brand new one. Um, and then it just, I mean, it, it goes everywhere. I mean, the, the hats continue, and then they go over there. And then, well, looky there. They're over here as we take you through a tour of the studio here in Rockwall. Uh, my topic request, some more Arnie Reno stories. Uh, I spent 5000 bucks, invited 50 people, and that included dinner. There you go. That's perfect. Um, all right, you want to hear some Reno story? What Reno story? Okay, um, so 
trying to think. I started as Arnie the intern, and I, I worked for a country station. We were a country station first, uh, and that was great. Is Christopher going to watch The Flash? I need to know exactly when Michael Keaton makes his entrance so I don't waste my time. I believe he is. I, I, will, I will pass that along to Christopher to let us know exactly. I hear he's in about two-thirds of the movie, though. So I hear he's in the movie a lot. But that's what I hear. I don't know. Um, we, we, there's so many. So, some of my, I, 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 the stories I haven't told in a while, okay. We had this sales guy that, that worked with us in Reno. And I love this guy. This guy, he's passed, God rest his soul, Tom English. Um, Tom English was the Herb Tarlick of our radio station. If you ever watched WKRP, you, you know that Herb Tarlick wore these crazy outfits. And Tom was that guy. He, his hair was perfect every day. And it was like a long, like, like just helmet that he wore beard perfect and he always wore tinted shades or glasses because he was that cool he smoked like a chimney he'd be the first person in the building every single day and as a salesperson you're supposed to go out on calls well tom would never leave tom would make all his calls right there at his desk and if he had something promising he'd go out or if he was going to lunch he'd go out tom never left and we used to mess with tom uh, Tom was so great because he and and he gave it back too, like like we would play. It, this is early on in my golf life. Tom would show up, and he would be wearing bright yellow pants, and he would have like a black fucking banana hammock on underneath it. You could see through it, and Tom didn't give a shit. Tom would just kick your ass on the golf course, take your money, and go back and play video poker with it because that's all Tom would ever do. If you had a live broadcast and Tom was doing it. Tom would show up. You'd get paid. That was the best part. Tom would always get you paid. He'd get you paid before the fucking thing started. And uh, But Tom would hightail it over, and every live broadcast we did with Tom was at a bar. <laughs> Oski, good morning. Oh, Ogre, you're getting ahead of me. And uh, he would head to the bar. He'd drink his scotch on the rocks and play video poker. That's all he would do. The entire broadcast. He wouldn't come up to see how you're doing because you already got paid. Fuck you. Do the job. So uh, back in the old days when I was Arnie the intern, I would have to work from 5 in the morning until about 4 in the afternoon. It was a long day, but I was an intern. That's what you did. So you do the morning show. You do all your stuff, right? And then you would cut commercials or you would cut spots for 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 the station, or you do production work, as it's called. And that's how you learn. And every day about noon, we'd go out to lunch, and I'd be taken out to lunch because I wasn't making any money at the station. And whenever we'd go, like, fast food or something like that, we would always come back with the bags, right? And instead of throwing them in the trash, we would always take our trash bags and throw them in Tom's car. And Tom never said a word about it. I don't know if it ever got to him. I don't know if it ever bothered him, but he never, ever said anything about it. But that's not even the best Tom story. The best Tom story is, is that Tom used to always come in first. He'd be the first salesperson in the building every day. And the first thing Tom would do, <laughs> the, 
the first thing Tom would do is make a pot of coffee and then go take a shit. That was his that was his that was his day. Show up, make coffee, take shit. So and and Tom was not the biggest guy in the world. Tom was a kind of a, a wee lad, if they would say, as they would say in Scotland. But you still didn't want to mess with him because, I, I mean, he was in Vietnam, and I know that he killed a bunch of people. He slit some throats. I'm just telling you that right now. He's probably got about 88 Vietnamese children running around over there, too. So, uh, I, like I said, I love Tom. There was one thing about Tom that we couldn't stand is that when Tom would make a pot of coffee, if he took the last of the water out of the big water jug, He'd never replace the water. He'd, he'd never take a jug out and then put a new one in. Now, we, we, we battled back and forth on this because this was a topic of conversation in our studio for months. Not on the air. Because, see, back then we played a lot of music. So we had a lot of downtime. So we would always talk about people in the building. See, that, that's the thing that people don't know is that way back in the day when we played music, Man, oh, man, if y'all could have heard the conversations that were happening while the music was playing, that would have been better than anything we ever did because it was so funny. And uh, I'll never, ever forget that one day we decided to turn off all the water. We turned off every bit of water in the building. I mean, wrenches were involved, people. And we left just, uh, I mean, just a, 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 a tinkle of water. Not even a full tinkle. We're talking an infant who just peed tinkle. And he couldn't fill up the coffee pot. And uh, we knew this, and we were laughing. We were dying in the studio. We are just freaking rolling, right? So it's about 7.45, and... We get talking, we get on a topic or something, we're talking, and it's about 8.30, and we go, oh, holy shit, we got to check and see what happened. So I go out and walk around the building, because that's what I used to always do, and I go out and I walk out, and there's Tom, hey, and he's drinking coffee. And I'm like, wait a second. So I rush to the break room, and there is not a fucking new bottle of water in there. I was like, uh-oh. And then I check the, 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 the sink. Nope, the sink won't turn on. We even went to the bathrooms, people. We turned the, the sinks off in the bathroom. I try the sinks in the bathroom. They don't work. And that has left us with one conclusion and one conclusion only. That on that fateful day, Tom used toilet water for his coffee. And I'm sure he's thinking, well, it's boiled out, so any, any, any impurities are going to get boiled out, and I'm just going to drink it anyway. And, and <laughs> we are convinced to this day that he used toilet water to fill his coffee. And whoever else came in after him to drink said coffee. Oh, man. Those, those days were a lot of fun. We actually got into a lot of trouble off the air. We had a, my first general manager I ever worked with, she was kind of a, I don't want to say a bitch, but she didn't really care. She wasn't really invested in the whole radio thing. 
I was going to guess the outside garden hose. We didn't have one. No, because we, we, we checked. We walked around the building. I mean, White Panda, we went to great lengths. It was like a search for Osama bin Laden. We did not leave anything unturned. Um, is that Kalis is joined? Hey, what's up? Um, so our first GM wasn't really that good, general manager. Then we got a second GM, and the second GM totally got it. He got what radio was about. And that was about the time that we switched from a country station over to a rock station. Chris, good morning to you. Um, and when we switched over to being a rock station, we were told, and I will say this right now, I love country music. Country music is my favorite type of music. I do love rock music, don't get me wrong. Um, it was one of the happiest days of my entire life because then I could I could be a little bit freer with the comedy. I could be, nope, not that station. I was never on a 93.7. Uh, Cowboys girl, good morning to you. Hold on a second here. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. No, no, we are not. So, uh, so he got what we were doing, and he pretty much, this general manager, he was a, he was a good gentleman. The greatest general manager I ever worked for was in Sacramento. This guy was pretty good until, you know, some shit happened. And then he left. He retired. He didn't want to do it anymore, and we got this other GM. But by this time, we had gained a reputation, and we were pushing the limits, to say. And uh, I think if I can find this... No, that ain't it. He's under doo-doo. Doo-dooing. I don't... We had this sound effect. We had this terrible sound effect that we played one time. We got in trouble two big times in Reno. Everybody always wants to hear about the times we got in trouble. And we we only got in-house trouble for this. This wasn't national trouble. We saved that for Sacramento. Um, the first one was, and, and we had just gotten a new GM. <laughs> I laugh at this story so much. Oh, Chaz Man. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. Chaz Man, I got your email. Awesome. I cannot wait until get those shirts. Oh, I'm so excited. Your T-shirt guy is a legend. think uh, if I can find the right sound effect, th- this might be it, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Arnie, please call Vader and have him be a guest. On. I've tried to have him on. He doesn't want to be on. Jasmine says, good morning, ass. Hope everything is well on this pre-Friday. Words of wisdom for today. Leave early enough to not to have to rush. Very good. I love these stories. I have a celebration of life in a couple of weeks for a man who worked with my dad in the 70s and 80s. Pretty well known in the area. I can't wait to hear all the stories. I remember him being larger than life, physically and just overall. He used to have cocktail waitress bring over cocktails on Fridays at 5 when he was the bank closed. Ah, the 70s. So we were doing a story one time, and we had gotten this new general manager. By the way, I need to say this real quick. Congratulations to Slater from Slater's Ding-A-Wings and to Mrs. Slater's Ding-A-Wings. Today's their big day. They're getting hitched. 
It's about time. Let's see. Is this the sound effect? Ooh. No, that's not it. That's not the one. Is this one it? No, that's not it. That's just a fart. I don't want a fart sound effect. Is this one it? That's not pooping. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. There it is, right there. <laughs> I remember we played that sound effect on the air one day. And if you're watching the video, you can see how red my face is getting because I'm laughing so hard about this. We played that, and and uh, the the GM's name was uh, was Steve Grossbeck. He did not like us. He did not like us at all. But he had to put up with us because we made him so much money. So we played that sound effect. And as soon as the show was over, we were called into his office. Now, we didn't get called into the office a lot. But we knew. It, it, it's, it's whenever your boss, like, says to you, hey, got a minute? You know that's not going to be good. Hey, we need to talk. Like in a relationship, when somebody goes, we need to talk, you're like, fuck. So when the boss goes, hey, we need to say, well, I need to see you in my office. You're like, oh, fuck, what'd we do? And I was trying to, and in that moment, <clears throat> my partner at the time, his office was pretty much next door to the GM's. And I was sitting in his office, and I was like, in, in, in this 12-foot walk, I'm trying to figure out the entire four-hour or five-hour show that we did before. Like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And we got in there, and he goes, you guys are a couple of fucking idiots. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> if, if I would have had this sound effect, Duh. I would have played it. Derek says, oh, yeah, especially when the boss calls you in and he says, oh, can you shut the door? Oh, you know, it, that's the worst. You, you, you think that he's going to probably shoot you at that point. So he goes, you guys are a couple of fucking idiots. <laughs> well, what did we do? He goes, that little toilet noise that you played, that was disgusting. So I'm trying not to laugh as we're sitting there getting scolded by our principal here. He goes, you cost us model dairy. And I guess model dairy was an advertiser on the station. And I, I don't know how big of an advertiser they were. Donald, good morning. Oh, man, I, it, it was so funny that he got so mad at us for it. And, and the thing was, and, and this is what we knew, and he didn't like that we knew it. He wanted to, all this was was him putting his balls on our forehead, saying, I'm your boss. We knew, because we knew the salespeople really well, we knew that our show was sold out, meaning there were no spots to buy on our show. We were, <clears throat> we had creative control for a long, long time of the show, and we said our commercial breaks will only be X amount of minutes, which means you can't sell anymore. And at that time, there were no such thing as 10-second spots, or it was 30 seconds and 60-second commercials. That's what you bought. You didn't get a 10. You didn't get a 15. 
mainly because radio people are too goddamn stupid to put all that together. And I'm one of them. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, see, I remember with the most retarded boss in history used to say, you got a minute? But we always knew what it meant. So he started saying, I need your help on something, and thought that was clever. We saw right through that shit. Chasman says, technical issues today. Have to listen later. <clears throat> Pop me on Facebook. Unless you're driving, of course. Now, that wasn't the only time that Steve Grossbeck got mad at us. This one we actually did have to apologize for. We didn't have to apologize for the poop sound effect. Um, we were doing the show one day, and we were... You know when when somebody gets on a roll that you just can't stop them? And you know it's going to get worse and worse progressively? Like the bit is going to go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's funny the entire time, but you're like, I can't believe they're actually saying this on the radio. So uh, one day, we're doing a bit, and it's at, it literally like 9.40. So it's, our, it's the last part that we're going to be on the show. And we're going on about, I guess that there, there happened to be some sort of, I don't know if there was a fight or if there was a robbery. I can't remember what it was. But it happened <coughs> at the only strip club in Sun Valley. Now... <coughs> If you know anything about the Reno area, you know that Sun Valley, Nevada, at one time, was the world's largest trailer park. It was in Guinness. And people in Nevada who didn't live in Sun Valley, they liked to make fun of Sun Valley because they wanted to make sure that wasn't a part of their Nevada. And, of course, we were no different. Now, this, by the way, coming from a man who lived in a trailer park while doing these jokes. But it was in Reno, not Sun Valley. Your out says, oh, my God, I went to that strip club once on my 21st birthday. Now, here's the thing. We didn't really know that there was a strip club in Sun Valley. We were just making fun of the idea of there being a strip club in Sun Valley because we were like, well, I mean, what time do the cousins dance together? And we started just going in at it. I mean, is there a mechanical bull in there? And we just shit all over this place. I, I, I mean, we dropped the hammer. We made every single joke we could. We, and, and, and we were dying. We were rolling. You know, they have like Tornado Tuesdays where, where the trailer gets moved, and of course it's in a trailer, right? We get off the show, fucking I'm still laughing, walking back. Um, and uh, we didn't even have to wait this time. As I made the turn to the corner to go to my partner's office, there's Steve Grossbeck waiting outside of his door, and he just goes, in here. So we went into his office. 
where he decided that he was going to browbeat the shit out of us due to a phone call he received 10 minutes earlier. That phone call, I do not who know who owns the title of the biggest trailer park now. I don't know who has that. Um, but the person that owned the strip club in Sun Valley decided to call the radio station. Not the radio station, the general manager. And proceeded to threaten lawsuit after lawsuit because he knew that this was going to be detrimental to their business. And by the way, this is hand to God shit here. They did have a mechanical bull. Oh, the next day we had to fall on the sword harder than I've ever had to fall on the sword before. Oh, my God. That was just, that That was, but I look back on it and I think to myself, that was one of the funniest fucking moments in my entire career. V. Coop says, when he said, in here, you should have replied, yes, you are, and kept walking. Yeah, no, no time for, uh, we, we saw the look on his face. I don't know who was the who was happier if it was us or if it was the GM. Uh, just a perspective. I towered over Tom. Very true. Yes, you did, Triple T. Um, but when we got when we got the job offer to go to Sacramento, see, I'm I'm walking you through some old old times and this whole transition to when we came to Sac because I didn't want to do regular stories today. Um. I don't know who was happier, if it was us or if it was Grossbeck, because he thought he got rid of us, but he didn't because they had to syndicate us. Ha <laughs> ha! Stinkfist says, I would think that would have increased their business. I would have gone to see what you guys were talking about. Stinkfist, you're not the only one who thought that or even said that in the meeting. It wasn't me. It was my partner who was a lot smarter than me at that time, and that did not play well. No, 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 no! People are gonna. People aren't even gonna come here. Blah blah blah. I mean, we had to, we had to apologize. We said we were just kidding. We had, and I mean, it it was tough. It was in in and that one. Well, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Ask family. I I maybe I've been untrue with you my entire career, and maybe you'll hold this against me. I don't know. Every time we apologize for something. I did it to keep my job. I, in my opinion, funny is funny. And to think about a trailer park, to, to think about Sun Valley, Nevada, or the world's biggest trailer park, having a strip club in their, in their, in, in their zip code, of course you make fun of that. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. The, the, when, we got, when we got in trouble for the transgender thing and we apologized and we fell on the sword for that, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I, I still don't. I, I, I take back my apology to transgender because I wasn't sorry for that. The one time that we did go too far, and I will say this, uh, when we decided to once again go on one of those rolls, we were telling a bunch of dead baby jokes, and we didn't realize that the convention for people who had gone through SIDS 
were in Sacramento at the time. Hand to God, we did not know that that was happening. And I, I felt bad about that one, and I don't tell dead baby jokes pretty much to this day because of that. It kind of scarred me. Now, if you tell dead baby jokes, that's fine. I, I, I don't care. I just don't do them. Um, I would think that, uh, let's see, were any of the calls into the morning show ever fake, like the 18-year-old female welding student that wanted a date? Um, no, no, we, 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 never, uh, we never needed to, uh, to, as they call, can our calls. Our phone lines were always busy. We never canned our calls. We didn't never. I, I, I think if that's the one that everybody thinks ended a certain somebody's marriage, because it wasn't me. I never went out with anybody that was a welder. Um, it, 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 the other one, I can't, I, I can't say for sure, but I know that we never canned phone calls. The only canned phone calls, if, if my dad called in, We'd know he's calling in, but we had no idea. I would have to tell my dad what not to say. Because my dad would have told bad, bad jokes. But like, like the jokes I tell on TikTok, like but instead of using the word hood, like, like you know, uh, what's the best part of dating a girl from the hood? You never have to meet her father. Yeah. It, my dad would have used a different word instead, so I had to tell him, hey, look, the racist stuff you can't do. And you can't say fuck or shit. And I would have to tell him that every time. That was the only, but my dad's calls were the only ones that we would, or, or anybody's parents calling. My dad was just the best of, of that, just like me. I would have said, I'm sorry that I didn't know that these were strip clubs with a mechanical bull in a trailer park. I'm sorry that we actually described it, LOL. Stinkfist says, well, duh, you just have to try not to laugh when you're apologizing. You just tell jokes about kids with ears instead. Oh, Stinkfest, that's going way back. That's going back to my first week. My job on the old country radio show was not only to put away the CDs, but uh, to do a joke a day. And that's kind of why I still do the joke thing. It's kind of homage to the early days of my career. Uh, But I told a joke, and my jokes then were a lot longer. Guy guy calls his friend and says, hey, you want to come over and see the new baby? Guy says, yeah, sure. But the, the father goes, hey, watch what you say. The wife is a little sensitive about the baby. The friend's like, oh, okay. So they go over, and the guy sees the baby. And the reason why the wife's sensitive is because the baby was born with no ears. Now, at this point in the joke on the air, my one partner, the boss, is looking at me like I have just shot up a baby with heroin. And the other partner is on the ground laughing. Now, as a naive 21-year-old, I don't look at my boss. I look at the guy who's on the floor laughing because I'm like, I'm doing my job. So the joke goes, uh, the baby's born in no ears. So the guy looks at his friend, looks at his wife, and says, how are the baby's eyes? My wife goes, the baby's eyes are fine. Why? He goes, well, he'll never be able to wear glasses. I think the guy that was on the floor actually peed himself at that moment. And it's not because the joke is that funny. It's because we were a country station, and you couldn't tell baby uh, abnormality jokes on country stations. That was a big no-no. Big no-no. And uh, that actually got a door slam behind the boss. God damn it! 
literally, I think my third day in radio. You can't tell those kind of fucking jokes. It's a country station. People care about babies and Jesus and stuff. Oh, but the time we we, we finally got to Sacramento, oh, the fucking gloves were off. And I, I mean, like I said, I uh, I apologize for the dead baby jokes because that was in bad that was in bad taste. And, and, and look, sometimes your comedy goes in bad tastes. The transgender one, that wasn't bad taste. That was just me telling a throwaway joke. And, and that was what it was. The truth of the matter was it was a throwaway joke. I had so many better jokes that I told on that show, better ways to get us into commercial breaks than saying, oh, I throw a shoe at a kid. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was stupid. And everybody ran with it. And... Uh, you know, we lost sponsors for about three days, and then we came back, and, you know, on the seventh day, we came and did an apology show. And this is how good. I, I will say this right now. I even asked my boss about this, um, if this was planned or not, and he kind of just said, well, I would ask Pat Mark, because Pat was in charge of the music. So the day after, the day we did the uh, the apology show for the transgenders. We and, and we won them back over. Of course, because that's what we did, because we were pros. When we got off the air, this was the first song that played. If you don't know the song, it's by Shinedown, and it's called Second Chance. My eyes are open wide. I remember I, I listened to it because I had to take a pee because we didn't take any breaks during that show. So I, I was kind of backed up. And I remember I listened to it, and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty subtle. Um, any stories of people having sex in the radio station? Oh, it happened. Oh, it, it, it happened. It happened more than anybody ever wants to admit. The the one story that I that that I think is the funniest sex story in the radio station was uh, we went through a uh, a wide array of producers in our career. Uh, it was producer Nick's birthday a couple weeks ago when I wished him a happy birthday. Producer Nick was probably my favorite um, person to ever work with as a producer. Not taking anything away from Christy, who I think was our best producer, and that's not taking away from Nick. They both were strong in, in both places, but those were our two best producers we ever had. And we had some real schmucks. We had Tanya, the lady who flashed her boobs, and her two kids were in the front row of a concert. Yeah, that happened. And we, we, and we, had, we had some good ones in that run. We had this uh, uh, Megan, the intern. She was fantastic. She was right before Nick. But we had this guy called Jerry. And we we referred to Jerry as Fat Fuck Jerry. Because Jerry was a fat fuck. And Jerry was fucking gross. Um, Jerry was married. Now, for me to call somebody, back then in my career, for me to call somebody fat, I was in a lot better shape playing softball like six nights a week, working out. 
And I could whoop Jerry's ass. I, to this day, I can still whoop Jerry's ass. Um, but Jerry was our producer, and he was a moron. He was absolutely stupid. And uh, Jerry was so fat that he continued to miss the toilet with his pee. Prompting emails from the general manager about the mad splatterer. That's what they called him. They called him the mad splatterer. We all kind of had an idea who it was. Hey, cowboy. Hey, look at there. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Yep. Sassy Pammy says good morning. Uh, let's see, Scad did stuff with Miss Key, right? No, no, Mage one. It, it, she wanted to, but no, it never happened. Um, he never got that drunk. So, uh, wait, what was I talking about there? Oh man, it would be great to have some of those old people come tell their horror stories about working on that show. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about Fat Fuck Jerry. Oh, it would be. That would be fantastic. But I'm sure, they all have NDAs, and I'm not going to have Fat Fuck Jerry on the show. So it turned out that that one night, because Jerry would, Jerry was our, our producer, kind of, and back then, producer was just kind of producer. They didn't really, they, they weren't invested in the show like Nick became. He was just there to mainly, he was mainly a phone screener. He wasn't really a producer. I was still the producer of the show. If we had best of shows, I still had to put them together. Jerry didn't do any of that because he was too fucking stupid. So Jerry used to bring his wife around the radio station all the time to kind of show off, hey, look at me, I'm a fat guy and I got a wife, and his wife was fat and ugly, of course, shocking. And then one night, it was like a Monday afternoon, like 5 or 6 o'clock at night, and it, it didn't, radio station people work until midnight sometimes, and you got air talent there. This is before, you know, recordings took over everything. And I remember this, we had this, this sales associate lady. Her name was Loretta. And Loretta was from Houston. And Loretta loved her some Arnie because Arnie was from Texas. So we used to talk all the time. And let me tell you, she had the big beehive hairdo, big old thick accent, and you didn't mess with Miss Loretta. Miss Loretta was walking around making copies, and she heard a, a rumpus going on. Now, Miss Loretta was going to look around, and Miss Loretta opened a uh, production room door and saw Fat Fuck Jerry on the ground getting ridden by a listener. That's right. He wasn't even with his wife. He was cheating on and I'm sitting there going, this fat fuck is cheating on his wife. This gal puts up with him, and he's cheating on her. Fat Fuck Jerry got fired very, very quickly. Uh, yeah, and you know what? So the best producer we ever had, Christy. My favorite producer we ever had was Nick. But the funnest producer we ever had was producer Bo. Oh, I, I, I can't leave here without telling a Bo story. And, and you want sex. Bo was so much fun to work with because Bo was younger than us, and Bo was a little bit more naive, and Bo would do a lot of things that we told him to. And poor Bo, you know, he didn't get paid dick. 
and his exodus from the radio station happened upon about 30 different Jennifer or 30 of the same Jennifer Lopez CDs that may have accidentally fallen to his hands in the prize closet. But I'll never forget, Bo. We worked in Seattle. And uh, I hated living in Seattle. If you live in Seattle now, hey, kudos to you for putting up with it. I hated it. I need the sunshine. And we worked there, and we worked on, like, the 17th, 18th floors. And we had a little office. And (laughs) I don't know why Bo did this, but. Um, Bo brought a girl back to the, the building, and they 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 did a little hoozy hoozy in our office, which was kind of gross to begin with, but whatever, you know, they got cleaning people. And uh, I'll never forget, like, we were having our Monday morning meeting, and one person in the show knew about the sex, and it wasn't me, and decided to let it go in our, our pre-show meeting. And I'm like, oh, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm freaking out, I, pretending to freak out. And, uh, of course, <laughs> it's like, we need a hazmat team in here. <laughs> and then Bo, Bo proceeded to tell us, he goes, look, man, this is the weirdest part. And I was like, oh, shit, it gets weirder. <laughs> he goes, like, we're going at it? And she wanted me to fucking punch her in the face. <laughs> and I'm like... She wanted you to punch her in the face? I go, did you? He goes, well, yeah. I go, you punched a girl in the face in our fucking office? Are you fucking stupid? But but and then we all just cracked up and just died laughing. But there you go. Uh, Facebook, I'm finishing you right here. Um, that's long enough for you. I'm continuing on here because it's not time to go to Lake Tahoe Joe yet. Um, post that. There you go. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Posted. There we go. Douglas, happy Friday Eve, my people. Douglas. Screw your freedom. Amen to that. But, yeah, those were, uh, and I tell you what, you know, after like Tahoe Joe Murphy, we, we, we can continue the stories today. I, I can pick up from there. Uh, let's see. Now, if they tried to, it would be considered sumo wrestling. Uh, let's see. Ken Dog says good morning too. Good morning, sir. It'd be great to have. Say, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, I did the Bill Cosby thing. I didn't get to the weddings thing. We'll save that story. Even though it's dumb that people are spending that much. Uh, Chaz, man, if you're listening later, I got your email. I'm very excited about t-shirts. Very, very excited. Thanks again to Mary. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break here. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Back a few months ago, I was headlining at a great big nightclub. And he put me up a couple of days early. I came in a couple of days early, and they put me up at what they call the Star Suite. Now, here I am, headliner in one of the biggest nightclubs in the country and I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning in this star suite all by myself. Yeah, that's what I said. Aww. But I did what I've always done, man, to cheer myself up. I picked up my guitar, I sat down, 
and wrote me a little song. Now this is how it feels to be alone at the top of the hill trying to figure out why. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror cause I get better looking each day. To know me is to love me. I must be a hell of a man. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. I used to have a girlfriend, but I guess she just couldn't compete. With all of these love-starved women Who keep clamoring at my feet Well, I probably could find me another But I guess they're all in all of me Who cares? I'd never get lonesome Cause I treasure my own company It's hard to be humble You're perfect in every way Can't wait to look in the mirror Can't wait to look in the mirror Help me out now, come on I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're doing what? We're doing the best that we can. I guess you could say I'm a loner, a cowboy outlaw, tough and proud. Well, I could have lots of friends if I wanted, but then I wouldn't stand out from the crowd. Some folks say that I'm egotistical. Hell, I don't even know what that means I guess it has something to do with the way that I fill out my skin-tight blue jeans Whoa. Come on, where's all the kickers in here? Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way When you're perfect in every way Can't wait to look in the mirror I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man Must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard Lord, it's hard to be humble What are we doing? We're doing the best that we can One more time, what are we doing? We're doing the best that we can he said, I'll love you till I die. She told him, You'll forget in time. As the years went. Slowly by 
She still preyed upon his mind He kept her picture on his wall Went half crazy now and then But he still loved her through it all Hoping she'd come back again Kept some letters by his bed Dated 1962 He had underlined in red Every single I love I went to see him just today Oh, but I didn't see no tears All dressed up to go away First time I'd seen him smile in years He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon they'll carry him away He stopped loving her today You know, she came to see him one last time Oh, and we all wondered if she would And it kept running through my mind This time, he's over her for good He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door Soon they'll carry him away He stopped loving her today Your jewelry was all gone 
Covering that, we're we're, we're going to go back to telling some stories, but before we get back to, we got to get Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy out of the way, and then I got some ideas. Well, I might save that for tomorrow. We we'll go back to stories. We got best Father's Day gifts uh, for 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 Father's Day this weekend. Not the graduates, the dads. Fuck your mama. Hi, mama. Good morning to you. I hope that you are doing well on this fine fine Thursday. It is that time to call the one and only. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. We got a lot to talk about today. Good Lord, the U.S. Open kicks off. Hello. Is this Joe Murphy, Esquire? Attorney at law, yes, sir. How are you, my friend? It is good to hear your voice. It is good to hear your voice. You know, I've been up for hours because, of course, I am training for my fight with John Gotti III. I was going to ask you about that. You read my mind. What in the hell is going? Why is Floyd Mayweather fighting gangsters now? Well, listen, first off, first off, you know, I just got back from training at a brand muffin, and all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. There's second. like three wait, guys wait, wait, in sweatsuits. Three guys second. in sweatsuits. Hold on. Before you go on, was your training the brand muffin? No, I put it in a 10K. Okay. okay, okay. I was about to say, you said I, I, I did my training. I had a brand muffin. I was like, that's my training, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I uh, you know, I... I insist on people a uh, high fiber diet. Right, you know, of I, course you have you, to. 
Yeah. Clean me out, buddy. So I I get back, I'm a little beat up, and there's these three guys in sweatsuits at the door. Mm -hmm. They knock on the door. Hello, can I help you? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, I think they were Italian. I'm not sure. Okay. They were like, who who, who you like in the fight? And I was like, even though I'm fighting him. You know, <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, I'm training for this fight. But I was like, of course I love John Guy. He's a third in this fight. Yeah. crazy? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, I saw the highlights of this. I had no idea that this fight was even happening last weekend. Floyd Never Mayweather Jr. Yeah. Probably, I mean, arguably, we could argue pound for pound one of the greatest fighters of all time. You know, he probably is the greatest. I mean, we got Roy Jones Jr., Muhammad Ali, but but he, I mean, he's never lost. But no. then again, you know, like this last fight, which was an exhibition, you know, that's the ref that eats dinner at his house every night, you know. Well, if you watch it, you, you watch what's happening. John Gotti III is actually an MMA guy. He's an MMA fighter. And he's boxing Mayweather. And in, in MMA, when you clinch, you can punch. You can do that. In a clinch in boxing, you can't punch. And he kept doing that. And, yes, this fucking referee is on Floyd's side, of course. He said, enough of this shit. And he stopped the fight. And then fucking you, mayhem ensued. So you say when you clinch, you mean when you grab the guy, hold yeah. him? Yeah, when you hold him. Like like yeah. like in UFC, you know, you can knee the guy, you can elbow the guy, and he was he was trying to do all that. I I, I kind of watched it, it. It explained, and I saw it happening. Um, he's an MMA guy, and he's in a boxing ring. He's going to go back to his 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 shit, and uh, and it's an exhibition. Yeah, uh, it's a money maker for Floyd money maker. You know, so he gets paid. Everybody has fun. But I didn't. I didn't hear about the chaos in the end. I didn't see that. Oh, the chaos at the end is the best part because when the when the referee stopped the fight, Gotti the third went crazy and he started trying to throw fucking haymakers and Floyd's just answering right. And then the seconds get in the ring and they're fighting and there's fighting in the crowd. There's fighting over here. There's fighting over there. It's like an Italian league soccer game gone wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's like, uh, 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 yes, I mean, like, you know, those rabbit fans in England and, and yes. Spain, the way they just go nuts. So that's it was just, just it, they filled the ring. Oh, yeah, the ring, the ring completely filled up. There were fights everywhere in the ring. There were fights outside of the ring. Um, because of an early stoppage. Thought it was an unfair early stoppage. Yeah, well, because John Gotti III shouldn't be in the ring with Floyd Mayweather Jr. Because Floyd Mayweather Jr. I know. Is, I know. Look, it's Conor McGregor gets beat by, hey, listen, buddy. I mean, hopefully the mob doesn't show up. But if Conor McGregor can't beat Floyd Money Mayweather, you're not going to beat him, because no. especially when you box. Now, you know, I always ask people, if you were going to be an MMA fighter, would you rather be an excellent boxer, wrestler, or martial arts? What would you, you got to be good in one. I would take jujitsu. I would want to be. I would want to be skilled in jujitsu because you can break people's fucking femurs and all that kind of shit. And all you gotta do is wrap them up. You don't even have to have. Ra- I mean, I, that's what I would do. And it's way too hard for me to learn. So I'll just stick with sucker punching and using crowbars. Thank you, uh, Hulk Hogan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you I something, would- brother. I would rather be, see, I would rather be, I, I've thought about this a lot, and I, I, I think I might be the, a better wrestler. I'd love to be the wrestler, because once they go down, mm-hmm. 
you know, then that's wrestling, you know, and yeah. it's like, so it's, it's very hard to decide what you'd better be best at if you were, because, you know, unless you're trained in all three, which now I'm sure guys are, oh, which, yeah. but, uh, you know, when it first started stuff, I mean, the guy was a great wrestler or he was, the, you know, when he learned to box because, uh, but you're not going to be uh, Money Mayweather, uh, Gotti. No. Maybe you ought to have a pool game in a back room somewhere. Then I know you could you could beat him. See, if you ask me what I'd rather be, I'd rather be a ninja. See, that way when Floyd Mayweather comes running at me, I just throw some like some like a star at him and hit him with some nunchucks, and then I win. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Well, I usually, I usually I, I'm old school. I just grab a chair. Yeah, there you, you go. And that works too. That works too. You know, uh, you brought up something great there. Let me ask you, because you brought up my favorite fighter of all time until he acquired a glass chin, and that was Roy Jones Jr. Okay, let me ask you, it in their prime, Roy Jones Jr., same weight as Floyd Mayweather. Who you got? I, you know, I love Roy Jones Jr. I, I love him. And not only I'm a little biased because uh, one time, I think it was the MGM at the time here in Reno, and I got his autograph, oh, and nice. I met him once. Nice. So, well, we, we sparred for three rounds, yeah. you know, but yeah, that, yeah no, that, that happened in my, uh, when I slept at night that night, I had a dream, but yeah, we know I met him, he signed my autograph, he was the greatest, that, you know, he, yeah, so pound for pound, you know, he was, a, he was, a, he was, he could stick and move with the best of them, you know, and he, I mean, so I, I got it, I kind of like Roy Jones Jr., but I still, I can never, you know, Mayweather, just, I mean, whoever, Pacquiao, whatever, he mm-hmm. just, he wins, and so it's like, he almost, can't deny, but at that stage, Roy Jones Jr. See, here's my thing. Uh, I always loved Roy. Roy was my my all. He's uh, even more so than Tyson. I did love Mike Tyson, um, but Roy Jones Jr. There was such science to it, and he never ever lost his knockout punch. No matter he, as many weight divisions as he won, he never lost a knockout punch. Floyd got brittle hands. See, I'm, I'm a big, big boxing fan. I've watched a lot of boxing in my life. Yeah. Marvelous Marvin Hagler is by far the toughest man I've ever seen in the world. Loved him. Love oh, was one of my favorite all the time. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. He was one of the toughest human beings. If I ever walked down an alley and I had Marvelous Marvin Hagler behind me, I would use every racial epitaph in the world knowing he had oh. my back. But, um, exactly. And you know what? The only times when, when Sugar Ray beat him was because Sugar Ray was just so quick. No. You Sugar know? Ray did not win that it's fight. A science. It's a sweet science, you know? Mm. And it's like, you know, I that's when he that beat fight. him. And, and I watched that because fight. Those were the greatest fights. He only fought Sugar Ray once, and Sugar Ray did not win that fight. That was bullshit. Right. He beat the hell out of Tommy Hearns all the time. And Tommy Hearns was no slouch. So Hagler only fought Sugar Ray once? Yeah, they only fought once because uh, Sugar Ray never wanted to fight him. Because at that time... Who was the guy he fought a, a couple of times? Hagler uh, and Hearns. Tommy yeah. Hearns, that's who. Yeah, he fought Hearns. Yeah. Leonard fought Duran. And Roberto Duran, early in his career, was an amazing fighter. The hands of stone. Los Pietra. From Panama. That dude could throw, and he just got out of shape. He enjoyed being the world champ, and that's why Sugar Ray beat him, and he became a meme. I mean, but he was a Hagler, Hagler used to fight Hearns all the time. Oh, yeah. He beat the shit out of fucking Tommy Hearns. Yeah. And Hearns yeah. beat him back, but but Hagler always won those fights. Um, so there's only one one fight between Hagler and Sugar Ray, and Hagler yeah. won it? That, no. yeah, I'm glad we know that. No, no, Sugar Ray won. Sugar Ray won I mean, in a bullshit fucking decision. Sugar Ray won that fight, but, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought there was more. I, I, I just, you know, I was a little kid. I mean, how old were you when that was happening? 
was in my 20s. I was on the radio then. I used to have, like, uh, watching parties. I remember, I remember a big watching party I had was Roy Jones Jr. against uh, Felix Trinidad. Had everybody over in my apartment in Sacramento. Floyd was the man. And then yeah, Floyd, no, Floyd Mayweather, I'm saying, I'm saying Hagler Hearns, Sugar Ray. Oh, oh yeah, Hagler you know, Hearns. Oh, I was, like, I was yeah. like eight, nine years old, but my dad was a big boxing fan. And uh, we would watch – I remember watching the Dooku Kim fight with Ray Boom Boom Mancini at my grandma's house on ABCY World of Sports. It was a yeah, Sunday back, afternoon. Back when there was no pay-per-view. And see, I was like yeah. – I was like 18. I was just starting to, you know, gamble in the casinos mm-hmm. without being 21 yet. Got a boy. And, yeah, and so that's when those were big. These fights were big and the casinos would – we'd have a – you know, of course, I was a VIP. Of course. You know. Um. Roy was faster than everyone, but lost his speed. Roy was fast. Roy, Roy just got a glass chin. When when Roy got knocked out that first time, it was like his his one loss he carried forever was a disqualification because he hit a guy when he was on his knee. And I remember watching that fight, and I was like, "Oh my God, here goes his perfect record." And then later in life, he got knocked out a few times, and Roy shouldn't Thank be in the God ring anymore for the Irish and their and their yeah. solid chin. Yeah, the drunken Amen. Irish. Uh, let's see, Roy Jones Jr. is one of my all-time favorites, too, along with Andre Ward, Terrence Crawford, and Arturo Gotti. Well, I tell you what, Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward, they gave us some fucking fights. Man, oh, man. That was that was a great trilogy of fights. Um, now, jumping ships here, um, Megan Rapinoe was at the retirement ceremony for WNBA, I say legend, as I roll my eyes. Um, uh, yeah, I can see it. I can already picture it. Uh, at the retirement of Sue Bird, the legend from the WNBA, and had the audacity to say this. I love you so much. Congratulations on, like, arguably the best career that anyone has ever had in the history of any sport ever. Now, now can, can we just stop? Can, can we just stop? Her average. This, this, now, now, let me ask you this. I already know. I already let, know. But let, read them off. The, Sue Bird averaged 11.7 points a game, 5.6 assists a game, and two and a half rebounds in her 580 NBA or WNBA career. Okay, 20 seasons, I think. Something like yes, that. 20 years. 20 years, yeah. and she, she averaged 11.7 points. We'll call it 12. Six assists, and I'll be nice, three rebounds a game. Right. That's what I did. I rounded up on all three, and I'm like, okay, it's 20 years down. The only devil's advocate point you can say is, you know, what is the average score in those games? Are they scoring 70 points a game? Because if that's the problem, then you, you're okay. But, yeah, but, yeah, I, I don't see – I mean, what, look at, uh, what, Lisa Leslie, or look at uh, – who's the other, uh, you know – because there is no parity. Well, there is in the WNBA, women's college basketball. There is no parity. There's just the four dominants. Mm-hmm. But in, in the WNBA, I mean, look up. Uh, you know, they're all out of Connecticut. <laughs> Pretty much, they're, they're either Connecticut they or Tennessee. I mean, look at them, Lisa, they won like eighty games in a row. A girl from Reed High School here in Reno went to Connecticut. Never lost a game. Played, yeah. and she was a starter. Never yeah. Gabby something. Or never lost a game all four years. Um, but, but yeah, that's, it's, it's arguably not the best. Uh, in, I mean, let's. Joe, somebody, Joe, do you, you think Joe, let me let me, let me, let me, let me, with those numbers? Let, let, let me play this again. Let me let me play this again. I love you so much. Congratulations on like arguably the best career that anyone has ever had in the history of any sport. 
Now, that means it's better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, that means it's better than Michael Jordan. It's better than Babe Ruth. Sue Bird, who averaged 12 points a game in the WNBA. When we rank athletes, Dennis Rodman is above you, Sue Bird. When we rate athletes, Joey Chestnut, the hot dog eating champion, is above you. He tries. He works out a lot. I mean, come on. This redefinition of things has got to stop. Yeah, that, that was, I was looking at it. I was thinking, like, is, is she mad that her lover said arguably? I was like, is that the problem? And then I'm like, you know, is that is that the problem? That, oh, how dare, why did you call me the greatest? And then, but then the greatest of all, anyone, how about Serena? If you want to talk women, what are you even talking about? Like, I mean, you're not even Martina Navratilova, for God's sakes. You're not, not even Chrissy uh, Everett. Chevy Graff would eat you for lunch. <laughs> Tracy Austin, for God's sakes, if we want to go way back in the old school, Billie Jean King. Billie Margaret Bork. My God. Babe Zedrick the Har- or Dickerson Zaharis. Babe Zedrick in golf and tennis, right? Yes. Yeah. She was like, that's probably the greatest women's uh, uh, sports achievement ever is Babe Zedrick. Oh, what, God, yes. Absolutely. Either that or Leah Thomas from the University of, of Brown <laughs> or Penn, Pennsylvania and her swimming records. Yeah. And the thing is with uh, uh, that Sue Bird, she's got five, like I think like five Olympic medals or something like that. Ooh. Too. But that Ooh. doesn't matter. Those stats, those numbers aren't going to do it. No. And, and you asked, would those numbers get in the NBA Hall of Fame? Fuck No. no. By the way, did you, did you see what Jimmy Butler said this week? I'm throwing a curveball at you. Did you see an interview with Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat this week? Well, I, I may have seen it. I mean, I watched the game. He was, uh, he was, well, this was a sit-down interview he did. Uh, he was asked about the Hall of Fame. And his response was, well, I probably won't go. Meaning that when they enshrine him, he won't. He, he's not going to turn down the honor. He understands it's quite the honor. But he's a team guy. And, and he says that. He goes, to me, it's more about the team. That's an individual thing. Um, where, where do you, you stand on that? Wait a minute. What, uh, when they go where? The Hall of Fame. Okay. Jimmy. the hall. That's why I, I had to ask again. Because yeah. asked, have they already asked him? That, have they told him he's in the Hall of Fame? No, no, no. They, they were asking him. In his, it was just oh, an interview. Oh, he probably so, wouldn't go. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah they, okay. They, they said, if you got the... What could you, he, they asked him, do you think about being honored and being in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if Jimmy Butler's going to get in the Hall of Fame. But I got to say, from my point, this answer is a Hall of Fame answer. Because he said... Look, I understand it's important to people, but it's it it's no big deal to me because it's not a team achievement. And man, when I heard that, I I, I, I almost had some new life for professional athletes. You know, I see what you're saying. I thought he'd been offered it, and like no. I'm not going. And I'm just like, no, no, I should, no. That's a great response. It's an unselfish response. It's a it's a team that's that's because yeah, I mean, it'd be a great honor, but you know, I don't think about that. Of course, you don't think about that. You you don't get there if you think about it. No, you don't. If you think, yeah, you, you just play ball and get it done. And and then, and, 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 yeah, so that's a great answer. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying now. Because the guys that are unselfish and humble, you know, are the ones you love, you know. And they're, they're not only good at their sport, but they're great PR. 
guys because they oh, know yeah. they know they're in the public eye. And what I really want to say is go fuck yourself. But I say, <laughs> but I'll say like, and I'm diplomatic because they know that they have an image they're creating. Um, one and the reason why I bring that up is it was a few years ago that happened. They asked Ladanian Tomlinson. You remember the running back from TCU that went on to play in San Diego? For the Chargers, yep. Uh, they asked him, "What's more important to you, a Hall of Fame jacket or a Super Bowl ring?" And he said, "The Hall of Fame jacket." And I Damn, never ever. Uh, I don't like that at all. I I, I you know I, I heard that answer, and Ladanian Tomlinson seems like he's a really good guy. He's a down to earth fella. And when I heard that answer, I was very, very disappointed because I, it's all about the team. Right? Do you think if do you think if, uh, if Kobe Bryant was looking for a roommate in San Diego that he'd let Ladanian Thompson be his roommate? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it when I saw that, and and that's why when when I saw this uh, betting eight million, I got I got to find a story because it's not coming up. Uh, here we go. Okay, now I found it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I found that, and, and I heard Jimmy Butler say that. I was like, you know what? Good for Jimmy Butler on that. Um, this is something that you've brought up a lot, Joe, and I want to give you kudos for it. Um, the NFL has just released a story saying that a player had lost $8 million gambling during the 2022 season. Now, not necessarily on NFL games, but gambling in general. How? Number one, he did not call my service, idiot. <laughs> um, number two, is this going to be a problem? You know, they're going to sneak in. You know, when I worked for the sports book, I worked for a sports book uh, here for years, and we could bet. We could, you know, we worked there. We could, you know, we could bet. I mean, and now this William Hill, who has taken over uh, the whole country, and William Hill, by the way, is a British bookie that has gotten rich. Uh, and so Caesars Entertainment runs it here. And their, their employees can't even bet. Their employees, they're not, they're not allowed to bet, period. Like, if you bet, you know. So, uh, it, you know, it's going to be, I mean, <laughs> look at, you know, some guys have a few too many drinks and they drive 150 down I-5. Some guys have a few many drinks and say, what the hell, I'm going to go bet on us tomorrow in, this <laughs> mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, I said, <laughs> not as a, you know, I mean, if you really care about your team or something, you know, don't bet, guys. Come on. Because now the Oakland A's are, are, are moving there. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, you just got to – it is – I don't know if it's going to become a problem or not. they got to be disciplined. You know, some guys are disciplined and some guys aren't. And uh, uh, you can – because you can walk up to that window and make a bet anytime mm-hmm. you want or get the app on your phone and make a bet. So it is – and then, to, you know, you can't guarantee a win, but you can kind of almost guarantee a loss. So oh, yeah. But, I'll tell you what, Arnie, I don't know. But see, this is a bigger problem because this player, and they're not naming who the player is, of course, they didn't specify if these were sports bets or casino games or slots or blackjack or poker or anything like this. Do we need to look at gambling in the NFL? Because, you know, look, look, you get a few markers out there. You get a couple hundred grand behind, and they aren't going to let you leave the premises until you pay. Well, um, is this? It's, it, not, it's not really like 
like that. I mean, that, you know, you might, the, the thing is, they're going to have to decide because you live in Vegas. You know, and Vegas is their official partners with the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, William Hill or Caesars, Caesars uh, Sports, because um, William Hill covers the other ones that don't aren't affiliated with Caesars. Anyway, it's all William Hill. But are you getting paid today by so, William Hill? Because you've said that name like fifty-eight times. If you are, that's fantastic. Great for you to get it in there. What's that? That you're. No, you're, I, <laughs> are you upset about that? Not at all. No, of course not. I was making a joke. Okay, I'll be like, I wasn't trying to plug. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm plugging. Thank you. And uh, uh, you know, a sponsorship would be nice. Oh, it Bill. would be great. Okay. So, anyway, so anyway, they, uh, um, you you they're gonna have to make a decision. That, that you can either be in a casino or you can't. And you can either have, you know, it's going to be, you can't gamble or not. The Oakland, I mean, the, the Las Vegas age, you're going to be there. We've already got that. I wonder what the Knights have in place. But it's going to even have to be almost where, you know, unless it's a team event or something, don't be seen gambling or something. You know, they don't, I mean, of course, you can go to the casino for the buffet or whatever. But that's a really hard thing because, you know, Vegas, they are the, they are most uh, interested in finding out who's cheating. They are very oh, bad yeah. at sports gambling world, and they will find out, and they have found out who's cheating. So now, now they're right next door. They're right down the street. So it's going to be interesting, Mar Arnie. I, 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 I'm, I'm so intrigued by this because it, 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 it goes to my main thing, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very in stone with this. Steroid players should not be in the Hall of Fame. If you tested positive for steroids, you should not be in the Hall of Fame because you cheated the end. No no special exemptions, no asterisks, nothing. You cheated because you fucked with the integrity of the game. And I think that, the, and, and I don't have a problem with casinos, and I don't have a problem with betting and things like that, but I think you're calling the integrity of said games into question when you allow behavior like this. Well, let's be sure about one thing that even when, like years ago, you know, the majority of uh, gambling, sports betting, go was before. Now it's probably illegal sports betting is probably uh, there's probably more of that. But before that, I used to run numbers. Or I used to call bets for my boy when I was in Nebraska. I mean, illegal sports betting was way bigger. Oh yeah, there was so much more sports betting. So it's been around a long time. Oh, absolutely. And Joe Jackson or whatever, you know. I mean, the, the Black Sox. It's been going on forever. Besides prostitution, I think it's the second most uh, farming. The it's right after world. farming. It's prostitution, oh, oh. farming, and then betting. Okay, <laughs> prostitution, farming. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Those, those are the old. Yeah, those are the old. the census every year. Um, <laughs> so uh, I love. Uh, yeah, but, but, but so it's been going on for a long time. It's never going to stop. Somebody's got to bet on which cockroach gets to the, the wall further. I mean, you know, it's just betting is just in our blood, and it's like, uh, but but you know. I, I think there'll be some kind of deal where, like, hey, uh, in Vegas, you know, you're down in Vegas, and, hey, I just saw uh, Jimmy Garoppolo walk into the casino. Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to walk up to the sportsbook window, I hope. <laughs> no, that would be bad. That would be, that would really, be really bad. bad. <laughs> That'd be one of those that I would love to happen because that's just awful. That's just the worst thing ever. Um, 
You brought up the A's moving to Vegas. Congratulations. The Nevada Senate has approved a potential 27,000-seat stadium, which I think is far too small. Wait a minute. How many seats? 27,000. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, I can stay in Oakland. <laughs> it's going to be built directly on the Strip. I told you that. Yep. You're going to you're gonna see Celine Dion, then you're going to walk by the volcano, and then Aaron Judge is going to be batting. <laughs> and he's going to hit one, and Billy Idol's going to catch it on stage. And then you'll get yourself a hooker and get that ladder. There, there you go, and then maybe have a Gordon Ramsay burger. I don't know. I don't know no, what you have time for. Um. The proposed stadium will be $1.5 billion. They're asking for $380 million in public funding for it. The 27,759 Bay Area A fans staged a massive reverse boycott the other night at Oakland. It ain't going to happen. They're moving to Vegas. I'm sorry, A's fans. They're moving to Vegas. Listen, listen, Oakland. I'm sorry, Oakland. You know, if your biggest trade wasn't, you know, but that's the thing about Oakland and San Fran. You know, most of the places there's gangs. You got the Crips, the Bloods, whatever. No, you go in the Bay Area, it's your neighborhood. You better stay out of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes down there. There ain't no Bloods, no Cribs, no Serenos, no Danios, you know what I mean? There's, no, it's you stay out of my neighborhood. That's how they run it in Oakland. I've always respected that because you know I'm a man of the streets. Oh, I know. I know when I when I need street cred, I call Joe Murphy, and yeah. and Joe Murphy hands out that street cred to you. But you have to deserve yeah. it. Joe's tough. I will tell you that. Yeah, um, I'm like a menace to society. You you really are. I mean, in so many ways, uh, especially behind the wheel. But we won't even mostly get behind I, that. Mostly because I don't pay my taxes. But that's, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Get fun. So, uh, <laughs> good idea, bad idea. The A's in Vegas. I love it. Love it. Okay. Love, look at Vegas. Like I said, look at Vegas. You walk out, oh, Britney Spears is here. Oh, this is, uh, you know, then there's a volcano going off. There's this, and then, like I said, then Aaron Judge is batting. The Yankees are in town, too. I mean, that you better have an Amex Black card just to walk down that aisle. But, but, but I mean, it's just a city of dreams. I mean, it is like the entertainment capital now. Now, now I, 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 I found a problem. I found a problem. Hold your horses. Wow, wow, wow. Now, now I have been a Texas Ranger fan since they moved to Texas. My first game, I was like six months old. I went to their their inaugural season in 1972. I I bleed Ranger blue. Okay, mm-hmm. I I love the Rangers. Now we've never won a World Series. At one time, we at, at an All Star break, we had a 15 game lead one year, and we blew it. Now, and this is back when there were only two. You had one playoff, and then you went to the World Series. Um, the reason being is because it gets so fucking hot in Texas that the players broke down at the end of the season. So now they've, they've equipped the Rangers with a beautiful new stadium and a roof that closes to where it's 74 degrees in there year-round. Rangers have a chance. No. The Oakland A's new stadium does not have a roof. It gets 108,000 degrees in Las Vegas. It's a dry heat. It's still 108. Okay, buddy. Uh, they'll make some adjustments, but I'm telling you, 
you know, people, you know, when I moved to Nebraska, uh, it was 95, but the humidity was so, I, I thought, how do you fucking people live here? Yeah, I, swear God, I was dripping, I was dripping in sweat. Mm-hmm. After, I mean, I could not stop. It was amazing to me. And then after a while, and that's Nebraska. That's not even like the South down yeah. in Texas, you know, and I would be dripping sweat and then the humidity. I was like, Oh my God, how do you people do it? Like, and I slowly adjusted and I did, but it was a really, really uh, bad heat. Whereas yes, it is scorching when it gets to hundred, 120 in yeah. Vegas. And I know I'm kidding when I say it's a dry heat because <laughs> when it gets, when it gets out of high, you know, in hell, it's a dry heat. Oh, that's great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. well, I don't know what they're going to do. There's no roof. I was thinking there's got to be, maybe they're adjusting for how the sun flows over. You know what it's I mean? It's still 108. But, I mean, come on. That's a dumb idea. If you're going to build them a stadium, have a roof, for fuck's sake. They're Tampa engineers, Arnie. Let's see what they do. Yeah. Uh, Stinkfist says, horrible fucking idea, but I'm slightly biased. Yeah, you're, you're an A's fan. Uh, I think it's retractable roof like the Raiders. It doesn't look that way, but okay. If they have a retractable roof, I can live with that. Or something. I, I think that, like I said, they're engineers. They've got to take into that it's hell in the summer into account of when they build this. Like, you know, they that's why these guys go to college, get a master's degree, Howard Wallowitz, you know, and then they <laughs> do stuff like that. Uh, now, speaking of new stadiums, the Jacksonville Jaguars, for some odd reason, are getting a new stadium. Don't you usually reward teams with a new stadium? What has Jacksonville done to actually be rewarded with a new stadium? Well, it's like they're trying to, you know, you have a product. You have to, and you have, and we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're saying, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to produce a new stadium, flower, pizzazz, and then, but the, 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 the people, Usually have to approve the you know like the you know vote or the assembly has to approve stuff like that. But right. if, if it's not a if it's not like the worst stadium ever ever was the Oakland A's. Remember the Oakland Raiders? They oh, have, yeah. And the Oakland A's have the worst stadium. Oh yeah. Period. Oh, the Coliseum's a dump. But I mean, I, but but I I know that the 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 Jags went to the playoffs last year and that was a big deal. But you don't reward a team with a new stadium for the playoffs. We're expanding. We're trying to look better. Well, the big news is is that while they're looking for a, 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 the stadium to be built, they're looking at temporary places to play, and they're talking about playing at the Daytona International Speedway. I saw that. I saw that. I didn't know. I, you know what? I just hope that uh, Joey Logano doesn't have a few too many cocktails uh, when he's taking round 13 because we could take out about an entire offense. Now, how great would it be to have a football game going in the middle of the Daytona 500? Dude, it's like dual screen. Like you're at the Sportsbook Live. You know, like there's two games. Oh, I, oh well, we got the race over here, the game over here. You're like, no, I had both. You know, like what the greatest... That could be one of the greatest. We better talk about Peep that. This. Right, we yeah. get rich off Peep this. this. You ready for this? Uh, it, yeah. The Daytona 500 usually happens about a week or two after the Super Bowl. And what is the Daytona 500 known as, Joe? Do you know? America's Race Day. Uh, no, 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 race no, Day in America. Not, not, not. The Super Bowl of stock car racing. It's the Super biggest Bowl. race of the year. 
So this is what we do. We have the Super Bowl on the Super Bowl of Stock Racing Day. That way you can have the race going and the game going same time. Boom, I just blew your mind. Well, see, that's that's the thing. Most people have one TV, and they're going to make them pick. And that's what they hate when you have to make them pick because you're just going to go make them buy another TV. They're going to have to call Murphy Home Improvement, yep. and I'll have to come over and install both TV and systems so that they have both the race and the Super Bowl up. No, you got one. Look, look, look here. This is the way you do it. You put it on ESPN2. All right, all right. So you put the you put the entire day on ESPN because they got eighteen no, different. No, we be on free TV. We got to be on free TV. Well, 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 hear me out here. Most people have uh, ESPN. So, uh, so we we put it on. We put the game on ESPN. We put the race alone on ESPN two. On ESPN News, we have a centralized camera that catches everything. You see what yeah, I'm that's saying? A, that's, a, that's a great idea. No, that's yeah. a great idea. See, there you go. And and by the way, we can sell ads on all three networks to different people. You know they do that kind of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch, you can watch like uh, the All-Star. You can watch the, just the dugout view on, on, on whatever. They have like a dugout view. They have all these different uh, things that you can uh, watch uh, on the on the. Uh, so look into that, Artie, because I'm yes. telling you, somebody's jumped on that, yeah. and they've already there's like different views. Uh, you know what? Let, let me just say it right now. Trademark. We, we own it now. I trademarked it. That's well, all you we have to do. We trademarked it. Yeah, of course we did. Because yeah, we're businessmen. We are. We are. Now today is a very important day in the world because today is the beginning of the 2023 United States Golf Open. Now I don't know if it's on already or not. Hold on a second. Oh, it plays. Oh, it's oh, on. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're playing. They're playing. Hold on a second. Let me let me. It, what, what's it on? It's on ESPN. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's on I'm Golf not... Channel. Well, I I got my TV behind me. Hold on a second here. Usually it's on ESPN because they cover the U.S. Open big time. Okay. By the way, do you I see... am currently at the L.A. Country Club on the North Course. Yes, the L.A. Country Club. We got to talk about that because let me tell you, this this place is something else. Um, why is my TV not working here? Let's go TV. Yeah, yeah, volume. I, I, Guide. Let, let's try to turn it on again, maybe. I don't know. Okay, now. Well, you know what? If Tiger was playing, I'd be throwing stuff at my TV right oh, now. Oh, God, yeah. If Tiger was playing, I'd have this on already. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's see. Okay, there's the TV. All right, so let's see. Is it on ESPN, you said? I'm not I'm not sure. They usually cover it, yeah. Okay. I, know, I know it's cheated, you know, first to last player. They, they get it all in. Let's see here. Um, no, it's not on there. Uh, it's on the Golf Channel. Hopefully, it'll be on the Golf Channel, uh, if anything. I, can't believe, I cannot uh, believe that I didn't think No, it it's not even on the Golf. Where the hell is damn Golf Channel? There, no, that. Golf Channel ain't got it on. It's on uh, uh, 245. Let's see. Is it on TNT? It's probably, like I said, like it's a big event. Yeah, they cover it. It's probably TNT, buddy. No, TNT yeah. ain't got it. Let, 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 let me check one more. Uh, let's, uh, NBC. Nope, NBC ain't even got it. So it ain't even on yet. I'm going to find it, boys. All right. Well, anyway, today starts the U.S. Open, held at the very, very exclusive Los Angeles Country Club. Now, the the Country Club, you're going to have to turn your TV down because it's killing me. 
Oh, well, I got, I got even Will Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Hit mute. There you go. I got it. All right, thank you. There you go. Sorry. Um, the L.A. Country Club. Now, I've heard about this country club, and I've never seen it. I've never played it. I have played uh, a few country clubs in L.A. I played Trump's Course. I played um, Riviera. I played Sherwood. Um, but this course, I couldn't get on. Now, I heard some interesting stories about this. Do you know how much it costs to join this country club? This The L.A. Country Club. L.A. Country Club. I'm going to say, I'm going to go in a three-digit area of about hundred grand. $300,000. You rotten sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. It's next door to the old Playboy Mansion. You cocksuckers. And A-listers are not welcome. Meaning celebrities, they have their, they go either to Bel Air, they play at 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 at, at, at Riviera. No, they don't well, have any. Where my three hundred grand's going, Arnie? I'm no. going, I'm going next door to Bel Air. Go fuck yourself. Now, now here's the interesting thing, and this is a true story. I heard this from a guy who tried to become a member. What you have to do uh, when you're when you're asked to join, because you have to be asked to join. Mm, thank you. Um, there is a nine-person committee that you go to, right? And mm. every one of those people, you have to go to their house for dinner. You and your family mm. have to go to their house for dinner, each nine of them. And once you complete the nine, then you have a party for all nine at your house. Okay, first this is the movie Get Out or something like that. <laughs> this is fucking nuts, but go ahead. Yeah, I, this is a real story. So I know you, it is. It's you, crazy. I mean, it, 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 and here's the best part: is they vote with a white or a black ball, and if you receive one black ball, <sighs> meaning one person had a bad experience at your party with you, you are not let in. How many balls will be dropped? I mean, I mean, isn't that crazy? Well, how many balls do they drop? I mean, that's... You said one, you said one has to be black, and then no, you're no, out. no, 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 no. You don't want any to be black. You I know, but how many balls do they drop? Nine. And if one is black, you're gone. You're gone. You got black balls. Yeah. Oh, they. I mean, I mean, they go by the old system of blackballing there. I'd be, I'd be looking for black. I think I was going to get killed because I'd be like. You guys watch these uh, movies uh, too much or something because it's, can I just, how about I just, I'm a good guy and I got a, a few bucks in the bank. Can, can and you I just got a let me go home? In the bank. I can pay my fucking bills. I live down the fucking street. Can I play golf at your little fucking stupid golf course? Hell, I just want to leave because I'm terrified now that they won't yeah, let I, me in. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to that. Yeah. Oh, dinner at all nine. Okay, the seven signs or whatever. What is Zodiac fucking plus two killer? And by the way, what happens? What happens if if one of those members is just having an off day and that party sucks, and they're the one that blackball you because you're like, well, that party sucked. Like they. And all you had to do was help, like Sean Penn with a foundation, and you could have been in the Bel Air. You why aren't you playing over there anyway? Why are you hanging with these freaky people? I mean, seriously. Everywhere. But uh, so so that is the and they've tried to play. I guess I've heard nothing but great things about this golf course, and they have tried and tried to play there. But the USGA wanted to do too many uh, changes to the course, and the course was like, "Well, we don't need you." You know that that's the beautiful thing about golf 
is that when a course is so storied like that, they're like, well, we don't need you. Augusta's that way. Uh, L.A. Country Club's that way. Pine Valley's that way. And then there's one other course, and it's on the Monterey Peninsula, and that's Cypress Point. It's a course Cypress I've... Point. One of the three that they play, you know. Now, now I, I, I have a story about Cypress Point. I was getting to play Pebble. One of my seven times I played Pebble. Um, I, I decided that I wanted to buy a hat from Cypress Point. I wanted to go into the golf shop and buy a hat there because you wanted you were you were coming from out. You were the you weren't playing golf at all. You just wanted to walk. You wanted to get yourself a Cypress Point golf cap. Yeah, I, I, I was actually playing in two hours at at Pebble, so I, I was dressed already to play golf. I had a pair of nice shorts. Hotel room oh yeah, I, I stayed at Pebble. So I, I drove into the parking lot. Asking, right? You have to have a hotel room even to play unless you want to get on a zillion-year waiting list. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That, I mean, you had to jump through all the hoops to play Pebble, and I, I didn't mind because it's a beautiful golf course. But uh, so I, I drive down, and I, I, I pull into the parking lot, real little bitty parking lot, because Cypress only gets about five people a day that play. And uh, I, I parked the car, and there were like four cart kids on me already. And they're like, can we help you, sir? I said, well, I, I just would like to buy a hat. And they look at me, and they, they, they kind of give me that look like I'm short. They look me up and down, and they go, uh, we don't allow shorts on our facility, sir. And I had a pair of shorts on. They were nice golf I shorts. You. And I was like, so I can't buy a hat? Well, it, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. They were very polite about it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, they, you know what? It's like it's one of those places where. Uh, they're not even mentioning my name. I don't know if he finds it funny or not, but maybe he should. Me. What was that? Yeah, I think. Uh, Joe, are you there? Oh, I thought you were playing something, and I. No, that's so, you. You know what? That's one of those snooty places. That's unbelievable. But it, you know, when you get disrespected like that, like you need to leave. Like you know, you know, excuse me. Maybe I need to use the restroom, or you know, whatever. But no, 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 no. You are not welcome here. Like, yeah, I mean, that's crazy, dude. And, and and here's another story that goes with that. Um, I was playing at Pebble one day. I took my dad there, and uh, uh, teeing off three hours behind us was Arnold Palmer my namesake. I was named after Arnie. Um, and we wanted to wait around, but we didn't want to miss our tea time. And the guy in the office told us a story about Arnold Palmer, because at that time he was part owner of Pebble Beach. Um, one of the reasons why he bought Pebble Beach was he showed up one day in the 60s to play Cypress Point to get ready. Arnold Palmer flew in because he used to fly his own plane. This is Arnold Palmer at the height of Arnold Palmer popularity. Which I was in the Army. I, I mean, it, it would dwarf Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, honestly. If you knew the power that Arnold Palmer had back then. I knew the Army, kid. And uh, Arnold Palmer showed up at Cypress Point. He said, I'd like to get out today. And like I said, they only have about four rounds a day that go out. They turned him away because he did not have a tea time. You turned away the king. You know... There'll be a day when the old timers get out there and Tiger will be like 70, you know, and he'll be doing the first key at the, at the Masters, the honorary first hit. He'll be there with, I don't know who, but hopefully Jack. But, but, you Jack know, when they do that, I then. mean, they, they, you, there's Jack, 
There's only we're too old. I know Bobby Jones was great. I'm sure Walter Hagen. Ben was Ben shit. Hogan. Ben but, Hogan. Ben Hogan, right? But now it's Jack Arnie, maybe Sevy. Maybe you know, uh, uh, you know, out there in those three. Um, but so. You, how do you not give them a tea time? I can get a tea time. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's crazy. Uh, all right, so the U.S. Open happening this weekend, always on Father's Day weekend. It will be tough for me to watch with my dad not here. Um, have you got any pick? Who would be your top three this weekend? I, and, and like I said, I don't know a lot about this course. It's a par 70, 7,400 yards, uh, so only two Don't par change. fives. Who you got? Okay, listen. First off, are, did you say you, you, your father uh, uh, was deceased near yeah. this date? No, 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 not this date. But it, it's tough on Father's Day. It's just tough on Father's Day weekend because. Oh, he, Father! He, I know. I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay, I got you. Because uh, yeah, he, he and I would yeah. always watch this tournament together. I'd either go to Reno or he'd come up to Sacramento, and we'd watch the yeah. Open. And I and I love it because you know I'll say I got a double whammy because. My mother died mm. on my forty on my fortieth birthday. No man, that sucks, Joe. I'm sorry. And I'm born on May first, so the next week is Mother's Day. So yes. I get a two week with double jamming. Wow. But you know what? I pick myself up by the bootstraps and I move on. You have to, because that's what they'd want you to do. That's what they raised oh, you to do. Oh, she'd be so pissed. She'd be so pissed if I didn't keep moving on. Yep. Smart kid. Um, all right, so uh, all right, what are we what are we talking about? U.S. Open. Uh, give me your top three players for this year's U.S. Open. You want some winners? Yeah, I want some winners. I need some winners. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know what? I know you don't like him, but I love me still. He he. Remember he said on this. I just was like with a sacrificial lamb because I don't know why we're not talking about the elephant in the room, which is the lib swallowing. The PGA like a serpent. I, uh, I, it's so disgusting. They have no choice, and Rory's pissed, so I'm going with Rory. Okay. Rory's pissed, and he's Rory. a Tiger friend. Okay. All um, right. By the way, Tiger still hasn't said anything about it. I have not heard a Tiger Woods quote about the live golf thing yet. That is a huge. That's me. That's so huge, Arnie. This is going to be so huge because uh, Tiger is. That's why Tiger is going to say. I'll join or I won't join. He joins. I mean, he joins. Ching. I mean, I mean, but but I don't join because you know what? There's blood on that money. There's blood on that mm-hmm. money. And if I join, it's huge. It's really huge for Tiger. The rest of them, oh, I'll make a living whenever Tiger. Well, we're just kind of pissed about it. But well, John Ram Tiger, came out yesterday or this week, and he John Ram's pissed off about it. Still, I, there's a lot of players on tour pissed off. Yeah, because they're just now we're we were involved. Period. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a choice. It's now the fucking whatever the live PGA tour, whatever it is. It's gonna become that. But they just saw the they just saw that it was inevitable. Like they were. we're this is we're like a company versus the the uh, the oil conglomerate of the world. Right. You know that's who we're that's who we're competing against. It's the, it's the world's largest oil producer. Yep. We have no chance. We mm-hmm. have no chance. And so they're in. And it's like, and, and all the players are like, oh, okay, whatever. And they still got to make a living. They got to go out and make a living, you know, keep their families, whatever. But then there's a guy like Tiger. There's yeah. a guy like Tiger that's got to say, he, he he's talked to Barack Obama. He's probably played golf with him. Probably, uh, yeah. 
with George W. Bush. He has got to be like the spokesman. Like, dude, you gonna take the blood money or not? You know, and that's why that is so huge when Tiger comes out. So I don't think Tiger's gonna join. No, I, join Tiger? I, I, look, I, I hope you're <laughs> I right. I, I would love I swear it. To God, Tiger, you sign up. He, you got to put Charlie in the bed every day. Yep. And Charlie's going to end up playing on this tour. So, you know, that's another big yeah, thing. That's another, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Um, okay, so your first pick is Rory for the U.S. <laughs> we'll get back. Rory. Um, now, I, I get to pick my first pick. I'm going to take my, my hometown guy. I love Jordan Spieth. I think I Jordan Spieth is due. Your route says Jason Day. Jason Day is paired with uh, Rose and Fowler. Hopefully, he'll bring home some good luck. Uh, right now, Jason Day is one over through three. So there you go. Omar Morales, an amateur from Mexico, is leading at three under par. Yeah. Well, well. hey, have a good round there, senor, because it's <laughs> over, okay? The big boys are coming. Did you just call him senor? I love I, you, Joe. I, I, I'm I love you. You are so great. Oh, that was funny. Okay, your second pick. I'm going to go with... I, you know, I don't, I'm going to go with Tony Finau. Oh, oh, I like that pick. That's what I do. Tony Finau. Now, this is a guy, if you watch the, the Netflix show, Tony Finau has like 47 kids. Um, he's <laughs> so a, I know. He's, I have to board seven of them. Go yeah, ahead. He, he's a Samoan dude. I believe he is a, a Mormon okay. because he lives in Salt Lake City. Uh, he doesn't tee off Roman. until 3.43 this afternoon. I like him. He's a good guy. I, I, I don't know why he's never won. And, and that, that's what makes that pick so you, great. You, are you telling me Tony Fino's never won a tournament? Well, he's never won a major. A major. Major, yeah. We're talking majors here, pal. I know it's because he's a Mormon. He's like the Samoan. The, the Mormons reach... You know, the missionaries, they, they reach the Samoa Islands. There's a lot of Samoans. They're, they're most of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, yeah. And I would venture to guess he's one, so he has 105 kids. <laughs> and so he has to win. Yeah, he has win. to. Or, he's or, got or a lot so of mouths to feed. No, there's no divorce. Um, so, yeah, Tony P. now is on my list. I like uh, it. I like Okay, so my second pick. number two? My number two is going to be John Ram. I think that John Ram is finally wearing pants that aren't too tight on him. John Ram's a bigger fella, and he doesn't need to be wearing them tight britches. John Ram wears the tightest pants known to mankind, and if he were to loosen up his pants a little bit, he'd win some more fucking golf tournaments. So I'm going John Ram. Thank you for being a runway judge. Yeah. No one is not too tight on him. Um, damn it. Okay, number three, you're looking yeah, for me? Yeah, this is your last pick. We're only, we we're only picking Here three. we go. And I was thinking, I wanted, I, you know, I, I love Ricky Fowler. I do love Ricky Fowler. I, 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 but you can't bet with your heart because I want that kid to bang one home. But I'm going to go with Padre Harrington. Padre? Boy, that's a terrible pick. That is so bad. You don't know anything about golf, you two-bit bum. Patrick Harrington was washed up 10 years ago. Pat, no. That's like picking Ernie Els. You know what? They go with Ricky Fowler then. Okay, I, I, I would rather give you Ricky Fowler because Ricky Fowler 
is actually okay. hold on. But if Bob, if Bob Rick Harrington finishes ahead of Ricky Fowler, you send me five bucks. I will. I will. Ricky Fowler right now is currently right. at one hundred. Ricky Fowler in. Put Ricky Fowler in. But if Bob Rick Harrington finishes higher, you owe me five bucks. Is that all, all right? right? You don't have to, buddy. Uh, that's fine. I don't even know if Patrick Harrington made this tournament. You think I would take a play? What do you think? I'm an idiot? No. You got to the play with Stantino. Hold on a second. I, I'm looking for him right now, and you better hope that he's on this fucking list. Oh, Joe. I just swear to God, all the humility. If he is not on this list, I am going to own you. Um, I know you will. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're running out of names here. I still haven't seen Patrick Harrington. Oh, Faith and Bigara, I'm Patrick Harrington from Ireland, don't you know? Don't you know? Patrick yeah. Harrington ain't even in the fucking tournament, Joe. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Joe. You picked the guy that's not even in the tournament. I picked Tiger Woods. I was possibly going to pick Tiger Woods. <laughs> Why not pick VJ Singh too? I'll I'll you let you have VJ. Oh my God, that was fantastic! You picked the guy that's not even playing. I'll no, still give you Ricky there. Flower. I... I, I'll still give you Ricky Fowler though. Um, my last pick, boy oh boy, how am I going to top that? You, mm. you know what? Oh, but see, I can't I can't pick this. You know what? I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick him just because I know he won't win. But if he does win, he'll finally get his grand slam. And wouldn't that be a story for Phil Mickelson? How dare you? You know what? I, I will not bet on that guy. Oh, but 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 think about it. Think about the ramifications. Is that all he needs? Is the open? That's it. The, the, look, look my, my all-time favorite Sports Illustrated cover was when Phil had the U.S. Open one up in New York, and he hit two tee shots out of bounds. All he had to do was double bogey, and he would have went to a playoff. He triple bogeyed 18 and lost the U.S. Open. And the cover of Sports Illustrated had his head in his hands. And that was like that was like pornography. I love that picture because I've always hated Phil, but what a story it would be if Phil came back, got his career grand slam from the Live Tour. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, in sports, it, you know, it's okay to hate, you know, some, oh, I hate that guy, Celtics. We hate the Lakers, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, Nebraska, we hate the Sooners, you know, and it's okay to hate like that. That's the only time it's okay to hate. Mm-hmm. It's between teams and stuff like that. And so, even though it's like he's like a figure, like, oh, God, I hate that Bill Mickelson. That fucker, him and his flop. Pretty boy, got raised in San Diego, ton of money, learned how to whack it. He just whack it, he goes straight up the air and fall down. Pretty and, boy. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's the only thing I got from that was Phil Mickelson, pretty boy. <laughs> the flop shot, the flop shot, how he just whips it and he goes straight up in the air. You're like a that. 70s gangster. Get over here, pretty boy. Get over here, pretty boy. You got a pretty round mouth. <laughs> no, that's from oh. deliverance. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we'll we'll watch it all play out this weekend. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking Would forward you to it. Ricky Fowler. Uh, yeah, you you have Ricky Fowler, who's one under par through oh. three holes right now. You're oh, leading the game. There he is. Okay, hold on. 
There he is right there. The title is even. Let me see if it's the same Padraig Harrington. You rotten son of a... Padraig Harrington is not playing in this tournament. Dude, I just hit his name. Right. Can anybody else find... Pa- oh, oh, wait a second. Hold on a second. I, I am wrong. Breaking news. I am wrong. Padraig Harrington is in the tournament. I'm sorry. I apologize. Replace Ricky Fowler with Padraig Harrington. Gladly. That was my bad. Two-bit son of a bitch. 51-year-old Patty Harrington. <laughs> I'm trying to give him a shot like Jack. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, we will talk next week. I, I'm rooting now for Patrick Harrington. No longer rooting for <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I'm team Patty all the way. I love you so much. You know what? You put up with so much of my bullshit, <laughs> and I really love you, buddy. I love you. Let me just spew my crap. All right, pal. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, see you, Joe. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. When we come back, more radio stories next. Uh
you've treated me so kind I don't know what to do Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream. About me. About you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even in the colon. We don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids and my car. My feet on my table and a Cuban cigar. Sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested. Oh, no. No way. Uh-uh. No, I've got to go out and have fun at someone else's expense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane while people behind me are going Summertime saying, How about this heat? I'm on a Hey, and Sam Peck and Paul hey, and a case of whiskey hey, and drive hey, down a 
like to say, you know, you really are an asshole. Why don't you just shut up and sing this song, pal? I'm an asshole. soundtrack and and now that i halfway like russell brand i still halfway dislike him but i halfway like him now i don't feel guilty playing that song and Brady kid says my song no 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 that, that, you might think that's your song come on we know what your song is we know what your song is. It, it, it's this, this come on you you've even said this is your song right here To me, I know, but I can't change. Chat. Yesterday I cried. You must have been relieved to see the softer side. I can understand on, how you were so confused. I don't envy you. Here we go. I'm a little bit of everything. I'll roll into one. I'm a bitch. I'm a See, that, that one's I've always thought was, you're not an asshole, and you're not really a bitch. You think you are, but you're not. That's, that's the problem. You think you're tougher than you are, but you're not. Any. So, back to story time. And I thought of stories I've never told before. And I've been asked these by a bunch of people. And they always ask me what I always thought of the listeners. Now, I've always enjoyed interacting with listeners. I have because I understood a long, long time ago that the listeners are the backbone of everything that you do. Your talent can get you so far into the door. And it gets you in the radio station door, but what keeps you coming in that door each and every morning are your listeners. Because if they don't like what you're doing, that's all that matters. And when I first started in radio... It was a very cutthroat industry. Nothing like it is now. Now, now it's just a, now it's just who you know and how much dick are you willing to suck, really, industry. Because it used to be very cutthroat. If they're going to spend money on you, you need to perform. And if you don't perform, you're fired. And I'll never, ever forget one of the first times... 
And and this is why I've always appreciated my listeners. When we flipped formats to country to rock, we were not doing good as a country station. We had what's called a heritage station in town, and that was cable. That was back in the old days of uh, Reno Radio. Uh, we were on Hit Kick and New Country, K-Hit 104.5, before we turned it over to Rock 104.5. And we would have events, and we would have tons and tons of people show up at our events, and then the ratings would come out, and we would get the shit kicked out of us. Because everybody would write down the country station, and when you're the heritage station, meaning you've been there the longest, you get the credit. They got to sponsor all the shows. They got to do everything, and we were the little brothers. So we decided, hey, there's no real rock station in this market. We didn't decide. It wasn't, I wasn't part of it. And we flipped formats, and, and this is when, you know, things were and, – and we came out of the box, and we were huge. The show – everything was huge. And then we flipped everything, and, and I went to the morning show with a certain somebody, and I was there with another person, but that guy sucked, so they gave me the certain somebody. And I'll never forget waiting for that first ratings book. I was ready to be fired because I didn't know. We didn't know at the time. And when the ratings book came out and we were number one and by a huge mark. I mean, our first book together, our first ratings book together, we were number one. And it wasn't because we got to go further with our comedy or anything like that. It's because people liked us. People liked us. And I've always liked the people that liked us because they're the ones who pay my bills. I've said that my entire career. And I'll die saying it. If people like what you're doing, you're doing the right thing. So um, so I, I, I'm always asked when people, did you really like meeting listeners? I did. I never had a problem with the listeners. I was never afraid of them. I was never, you know, too good to talk to them. I, I, I tried to always go out of my way because growing up, I grew up across the street from the Dallas Cowboys where they practiced. My grandmother did. And I remember there, there are a few Dallas Cowboys, and there's one guy who lives in town uh, named Cliff Harris. He's in the Hall of Fame now. And he lives in Rockwell, and I hope I run into him so I can thank him because he was always really kind to me. Randy White, one of the meanest, toughest players to ever play in the NFL, was one of the nicest human beings in the world to me. And yet, this guy is a Super Bowl MVP, and he takes time to sign an autograph for me. Harvey Martin, my first dog I ever had, I named after Harvey Martin, and it was a girl dog. And I wrote him a letter, and he wrote that, he read that letter, and I met him one day after practice, and he knew who I was, and he took time out of his day to sign my thing and take a picture with me. And I always remembered that. Now, I always remembered the bad guys, too, like Tony Dorsett and Butch Johnson. Butch Johnson, who was my favorite player on the Cowboys, was an asshole. Tony Dorsett was a motherfucker. He didn't want to sign shit. Tom Landry would sign shit. Everybody would sign. Roger Stallback would go out of his way to sign stuff for people. And this is back before the days of autographs and and selling everything, and making them sign a billion things. They were nice to their fans. And it doesn't cost you anything to be nice to people. Now, I've had listeners and fans take that niceness for weakness and and then try to browbeat me on something or try to talk down to me. Then I'll have a problem with you. But as long as everything's copacetic, hey, 
And I know that we used to talk on the air about don't come up to us in public. That, we love people that came up to us in public. Um, that's what I hated about your producers on the old show. Total disdain for the listeners, i.e. your customers. Yeah, amen to that. I remember when my brother lived in Sparks and going to his house and I got introduced to you guys. Scott says you were always good to us. Emmett Smith was nice, nice player. Emmett is the shit. He almost went to Nebraska. We talked. Nice. But see, it doesn't take, it doesn't cost you anything to be nice, to be friendly. And I always, I, and my dad told me that. And I always, always did. And, and one of my favorite dad stories, I've told a million times, this is new, but I'll, I'll tell some new stuff here in a second. We're at the mall. We were at, uh, we we're at the Galleria in Roseville. And we we're going down the escalator. And this guy looks at me. And he goes, man, I fucking hate you. And he just kept going up, right? And my dad looks at me. He goes, why didn't you hit that guy in the mouth? I go, because he's a listener. I said, I'm doing my job. I loved when people came up to me and told me they hated me. I loved when people thought I was a chauvinist pig. You know why? Because I was doing my job. It made me feel like a pro wrestler. By the way, by the way, anybody that watched AEW last night, can we stop with Adam Cole, Bay Bay? Adam Cole looks like an extra in an old Florida riffraff video. And once he gets done shooting that video, he's going to go rent some fucking some, some fan boats and deal a little meth on the side. Jesus Christ. Natalie Cole's arms are bigger than Michael or Adam Cole. You want me to believe that, please. Jim Otto was always nice and took time to sign and thank the fans. And, and he had a Burger King I know up in Auburn, or at least one. I still remember the first time I met you at Motley Crue. You were great and took a picture with me, even though I bum-rushed you. And, and, and you know what? I would have done the same thing to somebody who I, I, I listened to or I, I, you know, I never had a problem with it. I never had a problem. And that was the thing that bothered me the most ever about working with dog shit and jerk off. Dog shit and jerk off hated interacting with people. And I, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll be honest, it, 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 true story here. One time we're sitting in the studio, and uh, Jerkoff was talking. His stupid, yeah, I've got a deep voice. I'm awesome in radio, even though I'm dumber than a box of hair. And then you had the other one, dog shit. <laughs> and I'll never forget Jerkoff going, yeah, I had a pizza delivered to my house last night, and the guy recognized me. I think I have to move. And I wasn't really paying attention. I was like reading the paper or something. And that made me stop. And it was one of those moments that you see in movies where you just look up straight ahead of you. And I looked at him. I go, you're going to move because a pizza kid recognized you. Well, man, I, I've got kids. i got to worry about kids. I'm like, you, shut up. I go, I go, we're in ninth place. Nobody's going to kidnap you. Uh, I loved your asshole style back then. I would laugh my ass off when you were making fun of callers who were just calling for something simple. Why the slur on hair? Oh, oh, he he looked at look, Adam Cole is just that guy's terrible. Adam Cole is Dylan Mulvaney of wrestling. Very true. My dad saw him at Burger King. He shook my dad's hand and told him a few stories. Nice. Uh, I remember that Burger King back in the days when the Raiders were mostly respectable. My dad always took us there coming back from the mountains. Yeah. So um, some of my favorite, 
one thing we we never really talked about were the bus trips. We used to take listeners on on bus trips to concerts. And I will say this about bus trips. And and and, ta- and even limo trips. We we took listeners one time from Reno to Sacramento to see Kiss and Alice in Chains was opening, so that was kind of cool. Um but uh I will say this about bus trips and long trips with with listeners. They were so much better before I quit drinking. I would get so hammered. Like, I don't even, re- I don't really even remember much of the Kiss show. I was that dry. And we had to do a show the next day. We had a, I slept at the station and we did the show the next day. Went to Lollapalooza in San Jose and I got into it with Jesus Freaks because I was hammered. But after that, they sucked. And, and you potheads, I ain't got a problem with you at all, except uh, the bus drivers have the keenest sense of smell ever. And this would always happen on bus trips. We would get up. We would leave Nevada. We would cross Nevada state line. And you know that winding area on I-80 when you're going up and you're, and you're starting to you're make that trek up? It would always happen right there. Somebody would fucking spark a doobie. Every single trip. And the bus driver, every single time, said, pull the, I got to pull this bus over. I can't have any marijuana on this bus. That's interstate. Da, 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 da. He goes, I will have you all get off the bus. So we had to be dicks to everybody and like, hey, look, look, drink all you want. You can't smoke weed on the bus. And, of course, you know, the first time. The second time, it's like, hey. We will kick you off the fucking bus. But the worst part was, th- this was always the worst part, is that I know that marijuana was not the worst thing that was brought on the bus. I know that for a fact. I didn't partake in any of that because, well, I didn't go that far back then. But, um, and you could tell who was uh, imbibing in things that might make you stay awake all night. Because you get done with the concert. Now, now you got to hear it. Usually, we would take them on a Friday, which means we did the morning show that morning. And taking a bus to either Sacramento or San Francisco is anywhere between a four- and six-hour, seven-hour trip each way. Because the buses don't go that fast. And you'd get to the show, you'd enjoy the show, and then you'd get to the bus, you'd tell everybody, be here 10 minutes after the fucking show's over. We never, ever left anybody, knock on wood. But we'd have to wait, and there were a couple times we waited like 30 minutes after, and we were pissed. But you could tell the people that were on other, what we'll call them narcotics, because they wanted to fucking talk to you the entire ride home. Look here, it's it's 1 o'clock in the morning. We ain't going to get back for another fucking five hours. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm trying to sleep. I think that was about one of the only times I was a real asshole, but I was like, don't, go, go to sleep. Man, I miss taking that bus that used to go to Arco. Not the radio station bus trips, but that was the bus that went to Arco. We would pack our bars full of vodka, bro. Buddha bags, kids, Buddha bags were popular in the 60s and 70s. You should all be thanking your parents and grandparents for that invention. 
Um, I worked at Mr. Otto's Burger King in Folsom in the early 90s. He was a really nice guy. That's awesome. Uh, now, did you ever use the uh, beer binoculars, fake binoculars with booze? When I worked at concert for Bill Graham Presents, we were told to inspect everything suspicious. No, Nate Ogre, there was no bus driver that was going to put, pat my tits down or crotch. There are certain advantages of being a woman. All my booze was in my bra and underwear. That's fantastic. Um, but one of my absolute favorite things to do, and, and, and honestly, it was an ego thing and um, an instant gratification thing for me. And we know that I've had my shares of dealings with alcohol and drugs. So anytime I can get something that feels good, it feels really, really good. And we had to stop doing them after the the water death because no one would insure radio stations anymore, but our live shows that we would do. And I'm not talking about like every once in a while we do a live you know morning show at, at the Elephant Bar. Fuck, I don't know why we always had to do it there. Their food was terrible. The <laughs> place sucked. But uh, we'd always end up doing but. Like our big live shows, like the Guy Challenge or the Valentine Show or something like that, where we would get a ballroom at the Holiday Inn or something. And the best part of that for me was driving in to see the line. And, and, and once again, this fed the ego and this made me know that we were doing the right thing. When I would see the line of people, and we never charge people. They, I think one year they asked for, like, canned goods, and I was against that, too. I was like, these are supposed to be fucking free. Because we weren't making no money off them. We were just doing them to, to boost our ratings. We never got paid for the live shows. Which, looking back, wow, how stupid were we. But it was important to us to give back. And I will say this, and, and they, they, they can lie and say, oh, no, not true. The other two hated them. They hated doing them because it wasn't, they, they were just, um, they were the real radio type people, the people that feel most secure behind a microphone where nobody can see them. I didn't mind performing. I knew that that's what I was doing. I was performing. And now here I have a live audience in front of me to perform in, in front of. Oh, I got to tell you, every fucking live show we did, I loved. It didn't matter what I had to do, what stupid event I had to do. I did not care. At one of the guy challenges, I had to down an entire bottle of maple syrup and then eat as many Vienna sausages as I could. Let me tell you, throwing up maple syrup and Vienna sausages is one of the most painful experiences you will ever feel in your entire life. But the crowd reaction, I'd do it a hundred times. I would do it a hundred times. But I have to say, the uh, my my all time favorite thing that ever happened at uh, well, I take that back. 
There's two. One's kind of a tie because we used to always do this on Cinco de Mayo. We would, and, and you got to think about how racist this was and how we were allowed to get away with it. Every Cinco de Mayo, we would either go to a Taco Bell or a Mexican restaurant. And we did this two years in a row, and I couldn't believe people fell for it the second time. The first time was my all-time favorite because it was on TV, too. Um, we were at the corner of Moana and Kitsky. And if you're in Reno and you know Reno pretty well, Moana and Kitsky is a very, very busy corner. And there is a Taco Bell right there. And we showed up. I showed up at this Taco Bell. My partner was in the studio. I showed up, and and the moments planning this is what made it so funny. It's like when my dad used to fart in the ice cream, uh, you know, the, the ice cream things at grocery stores, and then close it, and then wait and watch the people's response. I got to see this. We all have to eat a Vienna sausage if we don't particularly want to every now and then. Very true. Um, so we got a pinata and we filled this pinata and we put cash inside. Now we put $104 bills in there. We never told people how much was in there, but there was cash. It was full of cash and it was, but they were all singles. And I'll never forget the first Cinco de Mayo, we did this. News cameras are watching it, and I have somebody just beating it. And these pinatas weren't that good, so it only took like two hits. So it's whack, whack. And this money falls out. And these people that, and there were about 30 people maybe there, 30, maybe at the most 30. But all of a sudden, that 30 turned into about 50, and they all jumped on top of one another. I'm seeing shirts get ripped, underwear's being pulled, all this chili holds are being happening. And somebody comes out, and the TV camera catches it, and they go, I only got a fucking dollar. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Oh, I laughed the entire way back to the radio station. I don't even think I could do the rest of the show. I was laughing so hard. Um, and then we did it again the next year, and we did it again the next year at, uh, I think there was a Chevy's inside the old MGM, which is now the Grand Sierra now. There was a Chevy's in there, and we did the exact same thing. Same thing happened, except no TV cameras. So that, that, that's one of my all-time favorites. The other one happened at a live show. And it was the, the Arnie guy, the wheel of guy challenge or whatever. You spin the wheel and you have to figure out what you're going to do. If you're going to eat, you know, a bunch of hard-boiled eggs. If you're going to try to eat mayonnaise out of the jar, which, by the way, is the most disgusting thing you'll ever try. Is eating lukewarm mayonnaise with a spoon. <laughs> Yuck. And I love mayonnaise, but not that way. But then we had the bobbing in chocolate pudding. And I don't know why most of our games came down to you had to grab a, a, a card uh, from, the, from, from the deck, a, a, either a king, a queen, or whatever. I don't know why we always did that. But we had this big cylindrical like container, right, that was, that was clear. You could see through it. And we filled it with chocolate pudding. And we put cards in there. 
and we gave people goggles, and they would go in, and they would bob in there trying to find a card. And I think everybody had to do this, or at least three people had to do this. And um, the first girl went, and she was in there, and, I mean, she gets out, and she's just covered from her chest to her head in chocolate pudding. And, of course, I'm fucking dying laughing, right? I think this is this is great. And she's got a card in her mouth, and it's the right card, you know. And then the next person goes, and they get a card, and the next person goes. And then we, we take that thing off the stage, and the lady comes up to us, the first lady that went, and she goes, uh, what, what are y'all going to do with the uh, the pudding? And I'm thinking to myself, please say she wants to take it home and eat it. Please say that. Please, please, please say that. But no, it was far better. She looked at us and she goes, my two front teeth came out in there. I was wondering if I could look through it. Meaning that people were bobbing and there was a possible chance that they could have ingested a tooth from another human being which freaked out the promotion staff. It made me almost pee myself. And I did, da, 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 to finish the story, the girl actually, after about 35 minutes, found her teeth. Oh, God. Oh, those were so much fun. D- doing those shows, uh, that that's one reason why I got into radio. I loved it. I, I loved doing all that live aspect of it. And that's why it, I saw a recent thing where Mikey was uh, playing on his podcast. Uh, Mikey was playing these new AI radio stations. I guess they have AI computers now, and they're voicing. And I guess somebody won Taylor Swift tickets. And you can just not hear any kind of joy in the DJ's voice because, well, it's AI. Is this Gladys Johnson? Gladys, this is Penelope from Q107. And did you enter the Taylor Swift Song of the Day contest or Song of the Hour contest? And... and Ends up giving Taylor Swift takes, but you listen to it and you go, wow, boy, radio is really headed downhill. And it's sad. It is so sad because I will. I, I always looked at, at radio as this, as one of the last true great public performance arenas. I don't care who you are. I, I don't care if you're Paul Harvey. I don't care if you're me. I don't care if you're fucking Opie and Anthony, Howard Stern. If you don't look at every show like a performance, then you shouldn't be in the game. That's the that's the best advice I can give to anybody who ever wants to get into broadcasting. Journalism is complete performance now. I mean, we, we all can see that. Nobody wants to, and it used to not be that way. This is why there used to be... There's a guy I know in Sacramento. I've only met him a couple times. And uh, he just won an Emmy. And he's a news guy in Sacramento, and his name is Ty Steele. Every time I ever saw Ty Steele, I would always give him shit for his name. 
And it was only a couple times. But I'm like, hey, it's Ty Steele. He's like, dude, that's my real name. I'm like, I know, but it's still fucking, it's the greatest TV name in the world. Reporting live, Ty Steele. And uh, you, you have, a, I want you to think back. All y'all that are, that, that are old or older like me, I want you to go ahead, get in your Wayback Machines real quick. And I want you to think, was there ever really an attractive news anchor? I mean, I'm sure Walter Cronkite was, he was battling the bitches off left and right. Dan Rather, boy, he's turned down more pussy than Kid Rock, I bet. The answer is no. News reporters used to be nerds. Journalists were nerds. That's what journalists were. Now, nerds has evolved into computers and all kinds of weird geeky stuff. And what happened to the television industry? It got flooded with people who were pretty. Who would perform? Uh, way back in the day, no, but KCRA had some hotties since the late 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not Dave and Lois, the fucking mumble twins. No. And you think back. You think back about when there were actual journalists in there. And now we have guys like Ty Steele. And Ty Steele's good. Don't get me wrong. I like Ty Steele. He's a nice guy. But he's Ty Steele. And you look at these, these anchors and these, and you go, Wow. What fucking Barbie school did they go to? So I can't, I mean, I mean, honestly, the uglier the journalist, the, <laughs> the more likely they are to tell the truth. That's the way I look at it now. If you're a fucking ugly reporter, then you know what? That person is a journalist. Ron Burgundy was a legend at getting ass. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 but that's San Diego. That's a whole different ball game there. Everybody in San Diego is beautiful. But man, oh man, I remember when I when I worked at the TV station um, with my 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 mentor Kirby. There was there was one lady that worked there. Man, everybody loved her. Jill Miles. Whew, Jill Miles was hot. But I will say this: Jill Miles was a fucking train wreck. She was not very bright, but she was hot on TV. And at that time, that's when it started changing to the more attractive, instead of the, the, the seasoned old veteran broadcasters, they went with the guys with the $50 haircut, and hello, my name is Ty, and I keep using Ty Steele, but, you know, I mean, it, and I'll never forget that. That was, that was one of the funnier parts of, of my maturation and seeing what was what. And then when my mom told me I had the perfect face for radio, I was like, all right, perfect. There you go. Uh, trying to think what other story. Anything else you guys want to hear? Y'all were jocking Connie Chung. No, I know. Connie Chung was too, she was too Asian. That could be the worst thing I've ever said. Connie Chung, too Asian. See, there's a lot of folks that have the old yellow fever, as I like to call it. 
They 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 get they 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 find uh, uh, Asian women to be very very attractive. We ain't talking about lady boys. We're talking about actual Asian women. <laughs> Ogre says too Asian. Yes, no offense, Mage. Mage knows what I'm talking about. I mean, you 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 get like the 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 Kobe ties of the porn world, or or or, or the 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 other way. The you know what I mean. And then there's the Connie Chung's of the world. Connie Chung is Connie Chung. Connie Chung, look, hey, Maury loves it. Don't get me wrong. You will never hear Maury Povich say, Slides off limits to Ching Chong's. Oh, no, his slide is way on limits. But, yeah, Connie Chung was just too Asian. We'll just leave it at that before I get totally canceled. Because I could go down a whole road here about being too something. You might as well play Dean Martin now. You mean... From Time Life Music comes a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection. Their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once-acceptable hits like... Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chants. And Mr. Chinaman say in his Chinaman way... Ding-a-ling-a-ching-a-chong-a-ching-a-chong-choo. Woo! Uh, who are the hottest anchors in Reno and Sacramento? In Sacramento, Jill Miles won that one hands down. For the longest time. And then Chris McKendry took over. She came in. She actually replaced Jill and it was like, okay. Um, Sacramento hot anchors. Definitely nobody on Good Day Sacramento. God damn, that was the fuck. Edie Lambert. Everybody tried to say that uh, Christine, uh, whatever, the one that worked with Dale Shornack, everybody said she was really hot. I never found her to be that hot. Christina Mendonza, is that her name? I mean, she was really nice. She was real friendly, but hot. Uh, that that weather girl uh, that was on uh, the morning show, I think, on, on Channel 4 or 5 in, in Sacramento. Now she's gone. She was pretty hot. Uh, Kelly DeMarco was hot. Great rack. I never knew her. I didn't. I didn't know her. Lisa Gonzalez is hot. Yeah, oh, I know. I, yeah, Lisa Gonzalez. Oh, Kelly, goddamn. And she has that mole on her face to aim at. Yeah. Da- uh, Dallas is just fucking flooded. I can't even watch the news in Dallas. Not the morning news, at least. You got this one old drunk chick that's always on there that was hot like 35 years ago that hasn't retired. And then you got Hannah Baton. Ho, oh, ho, Hannah Baton. Woo! Man, oh man, she just got married. So I don't even watch that news anymore. She she's ruined. And that Melanie chick, she got married too, so she's ruined. And that was a, I I will tell you this one thing, one story about radio that that was very very. I don't want to say it was true all the time. Nine times out of ten. It was The hotter somebody sounded on the phone, the worse they were. Oh, man. If they sounded hot on the phone, you just wanted to hang up. That drunk chick has said her daughter's friends with the kids who hit the uh, hole-in-one. Oh, yeah. That drunk lady's fucking great on Fox here in the morning. NBC station here only hires fatties. It's like all the thin and normal people went to CBS and ABC. 
uh, what was I? I was going to tell a quick one. Um, oh, this is one of my all-time favorite stories. I, I, I'm going to tell this one, and, and it was when I was doing overnights at, at Rock 104.5. And you get a lot of phone calls from a lot of different people doing the overnight show. Now nobody's there at night, so don't waste your time calling because nobody's there overnight. But it used to be there were people, and, and that was one thing about my radio career that I, I take pride in, is that when I was working on the air, I did not let the phone ring and ring and ring and ring, unless it was a contest. If it was a contest going, I had to do the contest rules. But if the phone rang, I'd answer it. If I was in the studio, I'd answer it. Uh, and one night, doing the overnight show, phone rang. Woman called, said she thought I had a sexy voice or whatever. And she wanted to she wanted to take the tuna boat to Pound Town. Now, let me put this in perspective. I'm 23, 24 maybe. I no maybe 25. Taking care of my mom who's on her way to dying, living at home. So I don't really have a place to bed down chicks. So I dumbly. And she called right when my shift started, right at midnight. I said, why don't you come to the radio station? Going back to the uh, the stories of sex at the radio station. At, 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 uh, when we were at the old building in Reno, over up on Sutro, there was a basement. And the overnight guy, the old overnight guy at KOZZ, he and his wife, his fat wife, they were in the University of Nevada band. His name was uh, Mr. I forget what his name was. He he and he was awful on the air, but he would fill the slot from midnight to six, and they lived down there. Like they would, she would come and stay all six hours down there, and and they would have all kinds of gross sex down there, and it was horrible. So I knew that there was an area to go. So I was like, okay, we're a rock station. I can play in a Davida. Granted, I could probably have sex four times during that song. It's like a 12-minute song, so I'm good to go. And I asked her, I was like, where are you calling from? She's like, oh, I'm a waitress at Fantasy Girls. And I'm like, hell yeah, because I had a friend who was a DJ at Fantasy Girls at the time, so I got to hang out there, and I knew for a fact that none of the waitresses were ugly. So... Um, I said, well, come to the radio station. She's like, oh, I, I get off in an hour. Okay. Now, it's about 1.15. I'm waiting. I'm looking out the windows. There's nobody there. Get a call about 2 o'clock in the morning. It's her. She's, she's kind of hammered now, saying that she's still planning on coming to the station. She just wanted to stay around at work and drink. I was like, okay, no problem. Now, in my mind, I realize I only have a couple hours window here before the morning show starts showing up. They show up usually about 4 o'clock. So I'm like, well, you got to hurry to get here. She's like, okay. And literally, Fantasy Girls is literally one road away. Now, I am not trying to promote drinking and driving with this woman. I have no idea how she's going to get to the station. I kind of blew it off. Because at 3 o'clock, she wasn't there, and I'm like, okay, 3 o'clock, she ain't here. She ain't going to be here. Well, one of the morning show people showed up right at 4. 
And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, she's asked me how the, the, the show was going. I was like, oh, it's going good. It's going good so far. And I sit back in the studio, and I see a car tear into the parking lot. And it, it it's not a car I recognize. And I recognize all the cars in the parking lot because I've seen the movie Talk Radio, and that movie scared me to death to where I memorized all the cars. If you haven't seen that movie, watch the last five minutes, and you'll understand. It's her. I run out to my friend on the morning show, and I go, hey, can you please answer the door and tell her that I'm not available? And my friend goes, oh, you made this bed. you got to fix this. I said, wow, thanks. I appreciate that. And, and I knew she was right. So I, I hear a banging on the back door. And I go to the door. Now, this is the day way before, like, websites and stuff. So nobody knew what I looked like, really. I open the door. And there's this very attractive lady with one of her tits hanging out. Not kidding. Boob is out. And, uh. She's like, yeah, I, I'm here to fuck Arnie. That's what she said. I go, well, I'm Arnie's producer. I changed my way. I was like, well, I'm Arnie's producer, and uh, Arnie's not available to come out right now. She's like, well, fuck. I, 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 my kid's in the car. Hand to God. Hand to God. And I just drove here from work. That's fucking bullshit. I'm fucking leaving. And I close the door, and I walk by my friend on the morning show, and my friend is just dying laughing. I get back to the studio, and I can see the windows, right? You can't see in, but I can see out. And I see her tearing ass through the parking lot. Almost hits one of the morning guys from KOZZ coming in to where he's like, who the fuck was that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, some drunk. But, yeah. Yeah, that one, ha- that one happened, and, I oh, it took me a while to live that one down. Did she have a dip in? No, 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 she didn't. Arnie, what musical acts did you meet uh, that you didn't like or were complete jerks? I mean, we know your hatred of Adele, but oh, God damn it. You suckered me in on that one. Okay, I'll tell this one. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you, pig? It's me. We know it's you. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. Yeah, no. Uh, dude, you could have added MILF to your conquest. Um, how many times did you catch <laughs> No, never, thank God. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll try to do this. Uh, rock stars that were assholes. Uh, the Scorpions, gigantic dicks. Just assholes to their fans. Um, Fred Durst, after the Significant Other album came out, the first two albums he was okay, but he turned into a gigantic fucking dick. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? The only other one was Tesla. And Tesla didn't like us because we didn't like Tesla. They, they, they were dicks to us because we were dicks to them on the air. So that one right there. Tom Hanks. I saw Tom Hanks once at a Laker game, and he wouldn't sign a kid's autograph, so I thought he was a dick. I went to the Lakers-Kings playoff, and I was in a box, and you get special bathrooms, and Tom Hanks was in there, and some kid waited outside and said, can I get your autograph? And he said, no, and he walked away. Total dick. 
System of a Down. Yeah, stack car, good call. They were they were ass. I almost had to fight the guitar player there because he told us to get off the stage. I was like, this is my stage, motherfucker. Um, coolest acts, a lot of it. Sammy Hagar, one of the biggest pros in the world. But, yeah, I mean, he would go quick and everything, but he was so friendly and so nice. Um, most of them were nice. Most of them were really, really cool. Uh, the lead singer, God rest his soul, Peter Steele of Typo Negative. This guy was so cool. He came to the radio station, and, and Chris Payne got to interview him before they were playing the Little Wall in Reno. Every female, every female sales staff member waited at the station. This is 7.30 at night. They're usually not there at 7.30 at night. Because Peter Steele had just done a layout in Playgirl, and Peter Steele had an enormous cock. So they all wanted to meet him. And he knew why they were there, and he was fucking so cool and so nice to them. He was actually late for his show because he had to meet so many people. But super cool guy. Um, Tommy Lee, even though he smelled bad, was super nice. Jenna Jameson, another person that stunk, super duper nice. Her husband or boyfriend at the time was a total loser. She was really cool. Kobe Ty, she came to the studio once. Uh, she was super nice. One of the best experiences I ever had. Frank Hannon is a little bitch, yeah. Um, Peter Steele, any relationship to Ty Steele? I don't know. Adios, familia. Have a great Thursday, Arnie. I love these stories. You need to write a book. Seriously, make an ebook and put it on Amazon or something. Good idea. Um... One of the coolest experiences I ever had, I got to go on the uh, the 98 Rock bus. And I love that bus. That bus was one of the coolest things that 98 Rock had. Um, and got to go on the bus. By the way, Kid Rock, super cool guy. I actually went bowling with him on Thanksgiving one year. True story. Um, I got to go on the 98 Rock bus where Jerk Off was doing the night show at the time. And he was a nice guy back then, so we'll call him Joe back then. And Joe got to interview uh, the lead singer of Slipknot. What's his name? Corey something? Corey Taylor. And I got to tell you that Corey Taylor was one of the absolute best human beings I've ever met. He didn't care that there was an arena full of people that were waiting to see him. He just wanted to have a conversation. And we sat there and we talked sports while, you know, off the air and he was just the friendliest guy. And then he was asked a question, and this was one of the greatest questions. He goes, what's the weirdest request you ever got from a groupie? And he said that uh, a groupie once took him backstage and wanted to have sex with him while he was in his mask. After he'd been sweating and slobbering in it for like two and a half hours, she just wanted to go. And we asked him, well, did you do it? And he goes, of course I did. And I'm like, Yes! But then I got to, to, to come out, and I got to bring Slipknot on stage at the memorial that night. And you might not like Slipknot's music. It's not for everybody. There are a bunch of good guys from Iowa that like hard rock. And I got to go backstage, and I got to meet all those guys before their masks on. And I got to tell you, those were salt-of-the-earth guys. Those were guys that didn't believe in all the bullshit that they were better than anybody. They were a band. And they were very appreciative of the fact that there was an arena full of people and a radio station that would play their music. And to me, 
it doesn't get much better than that, honestly. It threw everybody. Eddie Van Halen, super friendly guy. Like I said, it doesn't take anything to be nice to people. And when you think about it, probably the greatest guitar player in the world playing jokes on people by telling him not to squeeze his hand so he can squeeze the shit out of your hand. Pretty fucking down to earth. Uh, they put on an amazing fucking show, Slipknot Rules. I do enjoy watching them perform. I'm not the world's biggest fan of their music all the time, but watching them perform, that's a live show that I like to see. So there you go. Um, that's going to do it for us today, ass family. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be back to pretty much do what we usually do. I've got lots and lots of stories we got to catch you up on. New host, the Wheel of Fortune, all that kind of shit happening tomorrow. So until then, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, adios, everybody. Uh...
and so is the Arnie State Show. Woo. You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at arnieradio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.